0: Hello, everyone! Hello! Hello! Hello. I hope Um. we're ready for a late but very much needed D&D session. Yay! After uh, not having a session last week, we are back. The party has sailed along the eastern coast of Cholt upon the ship, the Good Fortune and has arrived at the mouth of the great river leading into Mesro, the River Olung. You have sent the ship back to Port Nianzaru to uh, prove to to the merchant princes that it can indeed make a voyage undamaged and on its own and hopefully enter it into the uh, Mercenary Navy of Port Nianzaru. You have set up camp on the beach just out of sight of anyone who might be passing from the ocean using the thick canopy of the jungle as cover. And you've just finished having a long rest after a night camping out rough. During this night We had a small off-screen side quest for Bulb and Bobbit, which I did not stream. The events of the side quest may come up later, and if they do, I will uh, summarize them. But for now, our audience should just know that Bobbit and Bulb have adventured off-screen during the night while the rest of the party remained in camp.
1: Yep, just a nice little wander through the jungle. Nothing bad happened, don't worry about it. Yes,
0: nothing All well.
2: Nothing
1: mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. Nope,
0: <laughs> no. nothing relevant to the main story of the Death Curse at the very least. So hmm. here we are. Our story continues as the sun comes up over the horizon, turning the water of Kitchener's inlet a bright sparkling pink, and already the tropical heat of the jungle begins to well up around you, and you all emerge from your tents onto the beach on the edge of the jungle, already drenched in sweat and not quite feeling as if you've slept at all, your skin raw, red and itchy from insect and mosquito bites that have plagued you all night. From your spot on the beach, you could see, peering over through the jungle canopy, the top vine covered, crumbling stone spires of the walls around the city of Mesro, letting you know that your destination is but a short walk through the jungle ahead of you. And so, as you all crawl out of your tents, yawn and stretch and gather in camp, what do you do?
2: Um, Well, I already removed my curse.
0: Yep. Before you went to bed, you removed your curse that the uh, hags placed upon you, and you emerge out onto the beach looking fresh and new, or about as fresh and new as... One can be having slept rough in the Cholton jungle.
1: Right now, no. I'm just very happy that my clothes shrunk so I'm technically wearing shorts instead of pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I guess Bob
2: will fly up to a tree and just have a look around while yes. everyone else is waking up.
0: Yes, sure. Uh, Bulb, as you fly up into one of the nearby trees, I would like you to please make a perception check with advantage.
2: Oh, that I can do, that I can do.
0: Jesus! Uh, get the gnat ones out of the way now. Oh, no. Eleven. Eleven. As you perch (laughs) up on... as, As you journey a short distance into the jungle, flap your wings and perch up on top of one of the gnarled trees that hangs over the canopy, you peer ahead, squinting your eyes and you can just make out the outer borders of Mezro, about about a half hour to 40-minute walk from your campsite, in the midst of what appears to be a patch of very dense, uh, very dense, very wet-looking swampland. In fact, from where you're standing, it appears that the city is half submerged in murky swamp water. Oh, okay. Delicious. Gaining entry to the city would likely require you to either wade through this swamp, or either swim or boat past it. And it's at this point you remember that in amongst all of the supplies that the merchant princes supplied you with, they did include a folding canoe.
2: That's true, true. Would the folding canoe be able to transport everything that we have with us?
0: Most likely not everything, but the party at least. You could leave your stuff perhaps here on the beach as, you know, a sort of temporary home base.
3: Uh.
0: Well,
2: uh, as I go back and inform everyone, I do tell them that uh considering we had to cross a river uh i have stopped water walk which would okay. give 10 people the ability to walk across water
0: ah yeah, yes well nice.
1: and i was considering that the scroll we got from uh, the merchant princes that gives us a you no know, free stars considering taking uh water breathing as a ritual spell in case there was any Places we had to go to that were submerged under the water. Which today here it is. Yeah. I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet, but I am definitely considering that one as an option, just to give us more to work with.
0: Well, water walking would also allow you to uh, bring your mounts across and actually bring all of your camping gear and stuff with you into the city. Oh. So if you do Thanks. end up spending the night in the city, you would have all your stuff with you. Um. Oh. Let's get, let, let's see what everyone else is doing first. Uh, we did not have Zinhorn uh, here for the session journeying to Mesbro. He spent most of the journey below deck, and since arriving has been uh, carefully getting to know the surrounding area. Zinhorn, what do you do as you make yourself shown in camp for uh, the first time in seemingly quite a while? Yeah.
3: So, just taking the surroundings, just see what's like, what type of surroundings, what's like, what's going to be best suited. Um, Just, yeah, just trying to figure out a way to deal with swampiness because the area that I'm from isn't really that wet.
0: That's correct. Zinhorn, please make a nature check. Yeah.
3: Nature check... Nature check is a... That is a nine.
0: So while everyone else is getting ready, you continue just scouting the area around the camp, walking up the beach to the edge of the jungle, examining the trees and the plants, looking for tracks, and you've been doing this ever since the party arrived last night. And, um, so, you determine that this part of the jungle, at least, is primarily swampland. Well, from the beach, it looks like, uh, just looks indistinguishable from pretty much any other patch of jungle. Once you enter, you notice that the ground is covered in, um, puddles of muddy water that are at the very least a couple of centres, a couple of centimetres high, uh, soaking into your boots, uh, rivulets of water drip off the leaves and branches of the trees, and the humidity it is much higher here than it is even out on the beach. The heat is stifling, but the air is also very wet, and your skin is already uh, covered in a layer of perspiration. It's likely that if you're going to spend any period of time in this portion of the jungle, you'll need to make sure you put on insect repellent and not overdo the physical activity, as it would be quite easy to tire oneself in this humidity, and this is combined with how treacherous the swampy terrain might be. So, is there anything anyone else would like to do before you set off for Mesra? I'm assuming you're all pretty eager to get into the city itself and find out what mysteries await, what answers it can tell you about the death curse. That too, I suppose. Yeah, ask awesome, Um. I'll wait until I get in the city to do
3: looking yep. at
4: stuff.
0: Anyone doesn't. No one has any specific preparations or anything?
3: Mm. Um, one quick question. Can you tell me what the stage of the Death Curse is?
0: Same as it was last what time. Is it appearing? It's, still, it's still minus five to your max uh. HP, but you have noticed that while you've been able to mainly conceal the developing uh, pox underneath your armor up until now you're quite disheartened when you wake up this morning and start to see... and, and see that patches of grey, putrid pox have started to spread along your arms and legs as well.
1: Yeah.
0: That's always attractive.
3: Oh yeah, hot
0: stuff. <laughs> so, uh, anything... So you'd like to bring everything with you, pack up the camp, bring all your supplies? If we can.
2: Yeah, may as well, I can cast it on 10 beats, so it doesn't necessarily need to be me, because I can fly, Ava can fly.
0: Yeah. That said, keep in mind that this would be sustained flight, because it seems to be pretty much most of the city is submerged in the swamp, so... Might be worth casting it on yourself just in case.
2: That's true. No, I may as well cast it on everyone. We can walk across the water.
0: Yep, so you cast Actually, it. Yep, sorry, go um, ahead.
2: Uh, I'm just checking if water walk can be a ritual. Be. Yeah, uh, no, it is, it is. Because, uh,. For obvious Ah, uh, yes, when it has. Ah, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a ritual. Yeah, so. Yep. Yeah, I cast it as a ritual, actually, so I don't even need, need to use.
0: Yep. So while everyone else starts to pack up the camp, fold up the tents, stow the rations away, and prepare the pack animals that you've brought along with you for the journey, you prepare the ritual of water walking, and you cast it upon all members of the party, uh, plus your pack animals. This is the. Uh two pack horses that carry your stuff, the third pack horse that has been repurposed as Sir Lucian's own personal mount. And my buried Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) um, Is there anyone else in particular that you would like to make sure you have a cast on?
2: Uh, what's the party? So, one, two, three,
0: four... So there's six of you uh, all together, including Veska.
2: That's right, Veska, and
0: then the three animals. Yep.
1: Well, that's nine. Leaves...
0: Three or four? Well, the... most well. Well, are you casting it on Duncan, or is he able to move through difficult terrain?
1: On... Actually, yeah, no, he can move through difficult terrain without any problems. So yeah, so fine. I'll
0: allow him to just swim through the swamp water. Yeah. And my giant
2: lizard doesn't need it, because he yeah. can swim,
0: Sinhorn so. can transform into something that swims. Um, Ava, do you intend to ride your cassowary? Uh, yes.
2: Okay, I'll cast the cassowary then.
0: Yep. Ava's cassowary, quiet as usual, mostly unseen. It purrs <laughs> in appreciation as you cast the spell upon it. And then you stand on the edge of the jungle, ready... The journey into Mesro. Any last-minute preparations?
2: Um, I don't think there's really anything that I can do, really.
0: Mm. We don't have
2: any repellent.
0: You could search the uh-huh. supplies and see if, um, see if by chance the merchant princes bought if you can, Yeah, you please, 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 yeah, best, best yeah, it's also very possible sense. that yeah, Ava could use her herbalism. To try to find some herbs that act as a natural insect repellent.
1: And I'm yeah, familiar with it. the area, so yeah. I think.
0: Unless
1: we do. I say we give it a try, see what we get. Could
3: um, silician's putrid smell already act as a repellent, <laughs> or act as a supply for?
0: Well, if anything, these that's going to draw. Potions? If anything, yeah, that's no, going to draw scared. more insects to you. Uh, they okay. seem to be yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: drawn yeah. to the purifying you <laughs>
0: Um yeah, well,
2: if Ava wants to do that, I'll help her with, uh, whatever check is right. going by. She tells me what herbs to look for.
0: Yep, so Ava, please make a herbalism kit check with advantage. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um. Herbalism. That's just
4: proficiency, isn't
0: it? Yeah, uh. In this case, you can add your intelligence modifier if you like.
4: Okay. Um. All right. So that is
0: eighteen. Eighteen. So you and Bull head off into the jungle and, without getting too far into the swamp. You take a look for take a look and see if you can find any herbs that pungent enough to act as a natural repellent and Ava, you do manage to find a handful of flowers that when they're crushed up will release a very pungent smell a smell that reminds you in your memory of being a very strong manure like smell and usually it's used by uh, people who live in this part of the jungle as a way to repel most insects. While there are some that are always hungry enough or stupid enough to uh, perhaps even be drawn to the stench, most of them will give you a white berth. And so you take these flowers back to camp and you crush them up grinding up the purple and yellow petals uh, with the hilt of your blade uh, until until you, f- you smell the pungent odour arising from the colourful powder you've made. You mix this with some fresh water from your rations, liquefying it, and then you all take a moment to splash some of this concoction on your faces and on your arms, legs and hands. It takes a few minutes and at the end of it you all smell like you've had a very unfortunate accident. After a spicy dinner, but... <laughs> you notice that already you are seeing some respite from the seemingly endless swarms of mosquitoes and blowflies. Maybe,
1: just imagine solutions yeah. just sitting there like going, I hate this place,
0: yeah. I hate everything about this place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so you head on into the jungle. Um... Would you like to use your guides to navigate, or would you like to navigate yourself?
4: Uh, can I uh, get assistance from the guides to navigate?
0: You sure can. And so, Salida and Mujarub, uh, lead, walk a brisk pace ahead of you, uh, making sure the party sticks to the trail, or at least they call it the trail, but you... Can't see anything that passes as a road in this dense swampy jungle. Um Ava, please make a survival check with advantage Survival Uh 26 Following along with your following your guides You manage to lead the party through the jungle, and for the most part manage to keep everyone on dry land. You continue this way for about 20 minutes until you see your destination. An ancient city sprawls before you. Crumbling walls form a circle divided into four quarters with a gargantuan vine-covered temple at its centre. Maze of ruins lies beneath. The buildings are half flooded and draped in thick jungle foliage. To the northwest, smoke rises from a small shanty town slumped on stilts just outside the city walls. And so from here, you can see the great lost city of Mesro spread out before you. Before you head down into the swamp proper, while you've got a good look at the city, it might be a wise idea to plan what your first destination will be. After all, if you were to search this city building by building, you'd probably be here for months.
2: Hmm... Uh, can we see any major
0: population areas? Like... Um... So, from where you are, you see no signs of life within the city itself. The city is a maze of ruins, half submerged under the water. What is fully, what isn't underwater has been pretty much consumed by jungle growth at this point. The only signs of habitation you can see are in the northwest, just outside the city walls. There's a small uh, stilted shanty town uh, erected on top of the swamp at the base of a cliff, and you can see plumes of smoke coming from uh, the thatched huts in this area. It's marked yes. on the map with the promise icon. Mm-hmm. The only other... Yes, Bobby. I was going
1: to say, looking out of the sea, is there any chance that I would have any idea of what would be the best place to search? Like you to online, make, might, might I'd like you to make a history check, please, Bobby. Mm imagine Bobbitt's probably staring, partially excited to see this place again, but at the same time doing that whole realization
0: of, oh wow, it really has been two hundred years. Yeah, it's uh, so not like any any of those memories you have. This place has been abandoned and crumbling for quite some time. So you
1: said you said history.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So Bobbitt, the first thing you notice is that the small shanty town. Uh, looks as if it's a recent addition. The vague memories you have as Mesbro, what everything you've read about it, combined with what you're able to dredge up from the deepest recesses of your unconscious, suggest that this small shanty town is was not originally part of Mesbro, and may in fact be serving as some sort of base camp for An expeditionary force or somebody else who's got business within the ruins, ties the very center of the city, is what you remember to be the Temple of Ubtau. The grand temple to Ubtau, the god and creator of Cholt, the most powerful god worshipped by the Tabaxi of this region, and the palace from which. The city's twelve chosen or baray ruled over the city. Alessandra, Rayburton, among them. Furthermore, you recognize. Furthermore, you recognize in the northeastern quarter of the city, very far away, to pressed up towards the edge of the northern wall. A large dome shaped building that you vaguely recall to be the Roy- Royal Aviary. And as you look at it, fragments of memory stir in the recesses of your mind. Memories. I was, was of... going
4: to say, isn't this where I live?
0: <laughs> yes! And once Bobbitt <laughs> so points. Wouldn't
4: I be more familiar with the area?
0: Yes, as once Bobbit points it out to you, Ava, that's when you recognise that Bobbit is indeed pointing at the building that serves as your tribe's home. However, Bobbit describes walking through rows and rows of gilded bird cages, feeding and playing with all sorts of vibrant bird life, although you remember it being... More like an indoor village where the large bird cages have been repurposed into huts that Arakokra uses their homes. Huh. The rest of the city, from looking at it, appears at this time to be either unnotable or beyond repair and not worth your time to search.
1: Hmm. So, we have the palace, the recently addition added shanty town, or Ava's village.
0: Yep! Imagine Either way, you'll have to pass through the outer... You'll have to pass through the uh, swamp water to get into the city itself, but what do you guys mm-hmm. think would be a good uh, first destination?
1: As much as I really, really personally would want to go to the... Uh, palace part, I'd imagine Ava's Village is probably a good place, you know, get a good foothold with the, you
0: know, catch up with the locals. It's probably a good idea. Very well. And so, agreeing that Ava's Village, or the Royal Aviary, is the best place to start, you begin your descent from the hill you're on down into the swamp below. Your feet touch upon the surface of the murky water sending ripples across the brown drink, and without any effort whatsoever, you simply walk across it as if it were solid ground until you enter the city proper. I'd like you all to make perception checks, please. Okay. Uh, nope. Well,
1: and nat 20! Ah, uh, well, I'm on the other end of the scale, that's a nat one for me. I'm clearly preoccupied with Many, many
0: things. <laughs> I
4: can't read at the moment. Um... I think
0: it's... four?
4: Yeah, should it should be.
0: Joking. Or fifteen? Yep, and how did Sir Lucy go? Back I got
3: seventeen, so I had to pass. 17.
0: Yep. Sinhorn? I got a nine. Nine. Okay, well... That is... Uh,
3: Hang on, sorry, wait. Yep. No 9. I was looking at the wrong thing. That is a... <laughs> 13, sorry. 6 plus 7.
0: 6 plus 7, okay. That is a group pass. I was going to say a group fail, but we came through right right in the end, Zinhorn. <laughs> uh, sorry, I want to slide down. Yep. <laughs> so, Mesro is set back from the main portion of River Olung, and the swamp that surrounds it is vast and as you walk across it you see bubbles bubbling up from below the water and ripples along the surface as something moves and you each see large brown shadows just under the surface each about the size and shape of a small tree log the gator it appears that the swamp surrounding Mesro is infested with crocodiles. Nice. Ooh. And the gator. And as you walk across the water, they seem to sense the vibrations your feet make on the surface. And you notice several of them not rising from under the water yet, but very, very slowly turning and beginning to make their way in your direction. Uh, yeah.
4: Would I be good to advise <laughs> what whatever we should do in this area?
0: <laughs> well see Ava in your experience you usually just fly over this part. But you do know that the crocodiles uh, the crocodiles will generally only be aggressive if they think they're under threat, or they're hungry. Huh. So... I would able be able
4: to tell if they're under threat or hungry.
0: Well, you can't really tell if they're hungry, but you know um, what would make them think they're under threat. Usually sudden noises, violent movements.
4: Well, I would think from vi- uh, uh, I'm trying not to use my real world knowledge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> probably, I was going to say as a ranger, you probably yeah, you probably it. do actually have that knowledge though as a ranger. So yeah, you you. Well, I, would you think,
4: I would think from vibrations and them approaching that they would
0: be hunting. That's very possible. Please make a nature check. Okay,
4: that is a six plus where is my major
0: plus six. So twenty two? Is that right? You, you yep, twenty-two. Um so you watch as the crocodiles slowly slim, swim towards you and it doesn't quite look as if they're hunting because they're not really moving with purpose, rather it just seems to be ...as if they're slowly drifting towards you out of curiosity, just to check what the vibrations might be.
4: Okay... Uh, Well, I-I know I can...
0: Just the same, you think it might be a good idea that the party moves slowly and carefully so as not to disturb them? Yeah. That makes sense. So I suppose, at this point, Ava, you flap your wings and start flying overhead? Yeah. Everyone else, what would you like to do? If you'd just like to continue walking across the water slowly and carefully, you may make a stealth check, otherwise I'm open to any other suggestions you may have.
2: I would like to... I'm assuming that the pack animals are like just in a group of three.
0: Yes, and and so Lucian's riding. So Lucian and Vesco are riding one of them.
2: I would like to fly and land on the uh, one that is not mounted by someone. Get my rifle out and just, if any crocodiles get like within five feet of one of the pack animals, I would like to shoot near it to try and scare it off.
0: Yep. In the meantime, would you just want the pack animals to continue going as they are, or would you like to uh, try to make them move a bit slower and more cautiously?
1: Probably good idea. Unless we really need to speed up, if we're, if we're cautiously through their territory, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah, I might try and get the horse to slow down a little bit.
0: Very well. Uh, in that case, I would ask you and Sir Lucian to please both make animal hands with the cheques.
2: Never nat 20. Two different
0: guys. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he ends in his element. Yep. How did Sir Lucian go? So, M1 to make an animal handling check. That will be... I think you don't... I don't think you have proficiency in animal handling. So, that'll just be a D20 plus your wisdom mod. And that is a... 16 for him. So, yep. So, that is a pass for both of you. Raise your fingers. Calming the pack animals. And making them move at an almost snail's pace. Their footfalls... Making only the very softest ripples on the surface of the water. Zinhorn and Bobbit, how are you guys proceeding? Um. See, I'd say I'd fly, but obviously
1: I'd still need uh, Duncan as well so that. Yes, kind of and for me.
0: keep in mind that with your jetpack, it has a limited number of uses. It can only fly once yes. per day. So if you were to fly there now, a... you would not be able to yeah. fly.
1: Yes, that is also a problem. Hmm. So probably just go quietly with Duncan as well, because they probably wouldn't go after Duncan due to the fact that he's mechanical,
0: not Yeah, but uh, he's still he's still making vibrations on the surface, to be fair. They wouldn't really know he's oh, mechanical. It is true. Um That is true. As he's mechanical though, um, I would ask you to please make a sleight of hand check to uh, control, manipulate the controls to slow him down to a more cautious pace. Slide of hand, of hand, okay. Uh, 17. 17? His gears whirr and grind as you pull a lever on the back of his neck and he moves slower and slower, keeping up with the pace of the pack animals. Zinhorn, how would you like to proceed? Just,
3: yeah... Taking the caution, keeping your eye out, getting yep. ready to sort of, like, do get out of the way.
0: Yep. So please make a stealth check.
3: <laughs> that is a 15.
0: A 15. Lovely. So the entire group slows down and cautiously walks across the water. You notice that the crocodiles draw a little bit closer, but as you're now all moving much more slowly, any disturbance you're creating in the water seems to have calmed down enough that they're no longer curious, and after a few minutes, as you draw nearer to the crumbling vine-covered outer wall of the city, notice the crocodiles turn around and lazily begin to swim away back into the swamp. You collectively breathe a sigh of relief... ...as you pass through the ruins of what was once a great gate tower... ...to welcome travellers and merchants from all across Cholt... ...and enter the city proper. The inside of the city is something of a labyrinthine maze. Even knowing where you're heading, it's very difficult to get a bearing on where you currently are. This is because not only is the city half submerged in water and crumbling under the elements, but portions of Mesro were actually designed and built to resemble a maze. So that anyone who was not under the eye of Uptel, anyone who would be hostile to Mesbro, would inevitably get lost and be unable to find their way to the important places of the city.
1: Mm. And
0: so, you may rely on you may rely on your guides to help you through this part of the city towards uh, Ava's village, if you like. Although both of them profess that. They have no expertise in Mesro and are just about as just as likely to end up getting you lost as any of you are, even though their even though their experiences as guides makes them perhaps a bit more likely to help you find your bearings. Or you can call upon Bobbit's hidden memories and hope somehow. Uh, 're finding like in my village yes but Ava you usually yeah, sure. just fly there you, you don't walk on foot through the city mm. mm-hmm. and I mean you I if you if, if, if you want to fly there now Ava you can but the way the city is built with these buildings all shoulder to shoulder it would be difficult for the party to follow you so if you and bold would like to go on ahead you can but the rest of the party will still have to make their way through off foot.
2: I've probably got to stay with the party because every hour we need to find dry land and I need to reapply the ritual.
0: Yes, yes. Hmm.
1: I'll
4: stay with
1: you. I will you. I feel like mm-hmm. between myself, Ava, and the two guides, we should be able to work this out. Although that being said, Bobbit is keeping an eye on uh, Silica after the Yes, yes. Minor note from the uh side quest.
0: Yes. In last week's mm. off screen session, before leaving for their side quest, uh, Bobbit and Bulb noticed Salida, the, um, the UNT guide, sneaking off into the jungle with a sending stone in hand. When confronted when confronted by Bobbit, she professed that she was not up no, to we anything. Haven't actually, we haven't actually can uh, No, you didn't. Yeah,
1: Bobbit- Technically, just... I, went, I went to her first. to is like a piece I've seen for mistrusting her. Might have warned her against doing anything against the party. And then I noticed her with the sitting yes, stone, and then you haven't had a a chance It's kind of ironic. Hmm. You
0: haven't had a chance to confront her about it yet. But no. she's proved to be fairly useful up to this point. So you'll reserve judgment. Um, so that how would you idea. like to proceed into the city?
1: Um... Imagine I let the guides go up front. Probably. Any,
2: any checks to find out if it was going to be done with advantage because we have so many guides? Is that yeah. correct or not? Well,
0: the two guides could assist each other, and so one guide, yeah. which would probably be Salida because she has the higher survival score, would do a check with advantage.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that it wasn't with advantage. Bulb would fly up every now and then and try and route out map out a route, but if we have, if she's already got advantage, okay, then there's no can. point. Okay,
0: yeah. Bobbit could try to call forth anything, anything she can remember. If she's successful, this will provide a bonus to the survival check.
2: May as well do that then. First, you
0: know. So Bobbit, please make a history check. The DC is 18. Oh,
1: okay, okay, come on. And that's a nat 20.
0: Holy (laughs) shit. We're just getting flashbacks right now. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you're in the city proper, and you step off the water onto the dry land, the cobblestone streets that are overrun with moss and vines, and seeing the crumbling buildings that are half rubble, half half, uh, plant and... ...mostly buried under rocks and trees and bushes... ...memories of Mesro start to flood into your mind. You see these streets are filled with bustling crowds... ...wearing robes of all sorts of vibrant colours... ...busy marketplaces, exotic smells... ...and tabaxi minstrels plying their trade on the streets. You get a rough idea of where to go and pass it along to the guides. Salida listens carefully, and then she silently nods. Majarab... Majarab slaps a hand on his chest, grabs the hilt of his axe, and says, Ah! And if we can't find it, we'll just knock everything down until we get there. <laughs> yeah,
1: Bobbitt sort of gla- glares at him a little bit when he mentions that part. like, no... Maybe we do this without wrecking everything,
0: please? (laughs) Majarab just sort of looks at you and frowns, hanging his head slightly. Um, I Mm. would like one of you to please roll for Salida. This will be a survival check, and she gets a plus nine on her survival. Uh, who wants to do that then?
1: Mm, You can if you wish. No and Smithy,
0: on, I'm going to send you the wild shape list.
3: Thank you. I've been trying to search for it this whole time, and I just can't find where where it is. Is it with advantage?
0: Uh, yes, because of Bobbit. Oh, oh God.
1: Hmm. i just having to What's remember
0: exactly.
1: Up? How
0: uh, we have to go? That's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Well, um, and so with. Bobbit's vague memories Providing providing occasional input Salida and Mujarab Carefully lead you through The maze-like streets Of Mesro Um, Hang on, I'm just sending Smithy a link Okay uh, So, Smithy, I'm posting the link In Discord, I'm sending it to you
3: Thank you. uh,
0: So, this is the 5e tools bestiary, and just filter by creature type beast, and that's what you can become. Yeah. CR limits Hmm. withstanding, of course. You move through the maze like streets of Mesro for seemingly hours. The sun had just come up when you began your journey, but already the shadows are starting to grow longer, and the sun hangs in the blue sky above, signaling that High Noon is on its way. And as you press further into the city, the stifling heat grows more and more overpowering, your clothes become drenched in sweat, and the incessant buzzing of insects fills your ears as the mosquitoes and blowflies, foolhardy enough to foolhardy enough to ignore your insect repellent, continue to bother you. As the insects. Do their very best to feast upon you. I'd like you all to make a survival check. You may do it with advantage as you're wearing insect colors.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh. Another Nat Another
2: 20. One. <laughs> yep. oh, geez. I'm, I'm rotating through my dice now instead of just going with the same one over and over again. And so far, that's three different dice have got th- that 20s. That's disgusting. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you watch when we get to combat notes.
0: Alright. So Lucy. It's-
1: yeah, my <laughs> advantage I got a... I uh, got 19 plus 3. Is yep, three.
0: so everyone passes except Sir Lucian, who I Aww, bet probably did not put on the repellent when Ava gave it to him. Does it
3: really matter at this point? Because, like, oh, my putrid skin is <laughs> probably melting off or some description.
0: Well, there's apparently <laughs> still something in there that the mosquitoes love to feast on, and while everyone else manages to bat them away, they just seem to take... A liking to Sir Lucian and keep swarming him. And Sir Lucian, I'm afraid that these insects a death that plank. these insects <laughs> as they swarm you unfortunately give you a disease. In addition oh, to your dexline. No. Oh, I'm like super diseased. <laughs> and so <laughs> you yes. have contracted Shivering Sickness. Shivering Sickness. (laughs) Insects (laughs) native to the jungles and marshes of Cholt carry this disease, Shivering Sickness. The easiest protection against it is is a coating of insect repellent, but unfortunately that didn't work from you. And so, (laughs) uh, you are now infected, and uh, I would like you to roll 2d6, please. All righty, six and then eleven. Eleven. So as of now, as you keep up with the rest of the group and do your best to keep batting the mosquitoes away, you suddenly feel a little bit of nausea welling up in your guts and your vision begins to swim and blur a little bit and you begin coughing. The major symptoms will manifest 11 hours from now, but for now, you will suffer no ill effects.
3: Oh, great. (laughs) The most diseased guy in the (laughs) whole realm.
0: However, when the the effects of the disease do manifest in 11 hours, while the disease runs its course, you will gain only half the normal number of hit points when you heal.
1: Oh my god. So he's already get, you're already down hit points, and now you're gonna have half, get half back from healing. We're just gonna start calling you Lucian Disturbed because you're just <laughs> yes. constantly down with the sickness.
0: As for the rest of you, you notice that as so Lucian is having trouble batting away the insects, his skin looks quite pale and colourless, though given that he's <laughs> given that he's currently dealing with the Death Plague. You don't really notice that he is particularly ill right now. Oh, but,
1: no. well, I mean, all he'd have to do is ask very nicely and humbly for help. <laughs> uh,
3: just, I think, when does it get to the point where he's he's going to give it to his own ego and just say, ah, "Can I have some help, please?"
0: Yeah, I think I think um, he's reaching that limit very soon. <laughs> 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 um, okay, I would like someone to please get a... to please roll a d20. Just a d20, no modifiers. Um... Someone else is an encounter excited. thing. I was
1: gonna say, if this is an encounter thing, I am not rolling, because... SEVEN! Um, <laughs> it's, 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 I failed every single SEVEN!
0: Time. SEVEN?! Okay! Seven After about two hours moving through the maze of Mesro. You come upon a curious site in what appears to be uh, the crumbling, trodden, trampled remnants of a marketplace of some kind. You see... Let me just find the correct page in my notes. (laughs) Keep in mind this is homebrew, this is not part of Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, You find... A dilapidated, upturned wooden cart lying in the street ahead, surrounded by rubble. You see the armoured legs of a knight protruding from underneath the cart. A um, knight, you say? Yeah, well, it, you, you that's your impression, because based on the legs, they're both wearing... Uh, Very, very heavy-looking sabatons, and the only other person you know who wears armor like this is Sir Lucian.
1: Is there signs that this guy is alive?
0: He's certainly not moving.
1: Hmm. Do we want to check the thing?
0: Oh. As you approach the upturned cart hear the buzzing of insects, and see clouds of flies buzzing around it, perhaps signalling that the person trapped underneath died fairly recently, if indeed they are dead.
1: Hmm. So a recent addition, then.
0: What would you like to do?
1: If we're smart, maybe check them over to see if there's any distinguishing marks.
0: Yep. Ah, uh, so Bobbit, please make an insight check.
1: Oh, insight check. Someone's going to be investigation.
0: Oh uh, well. Oh, you can, alright, do an investigation mm. check. Go ahead. Uh, 18. So, you walk towards the cart, and you notice that there aren't any tracks leading to it. You walk a little bit further afield, notice the tracks uh, digging into uh, the damp cobblestone uh, leading up to a side street that branches off from this old marketplace. Based on that finding, it looks as if the cart was hurled from afar to crash down upon the person.
1: I was just letting her, um, mm-hmm. you know, artifice to go here, was just looking at, like, you know, trying to work out Drifter, going, wow, th- either someone, this guy was really, really unlucky, or someone had really good aim. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at it, it's just, wow.
0: kind of catapult spell would you need to make this work? <laughs> Everyone, what is your passive perception?
2: Passive <laughs> uh, <laughs> perception. 17. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, 14. Perception, yeah, and I,
3: I have good wisdom. Yep. 17.
0: Ooh, okay. So Zinhorn, you are the only one to see this, but also, as I do 16. have,
3: a, I do have alert as my
0: yes. So <laughs> that makes sense. So Zinhorn, you're the only one to see this, but as Bobbit explains her findings. You swear, out of the corner of your eye, you see the cart jiggle, as if something is moving underneath. And when you turn to face it, for just a brief moment, you see something pinkish, flesh-coloured, squirming underneath, quickly darting into the shadow underneath the cart, something vaguely worm-shaped, but quite large. Large and worm-shaped. Yes. In fact, you may roll an insight check to see if there's anything you can catch before it darts back underneath.
3: Okay. Mm. That is a 17.
0: A 17. As you watch the large worm, or whatever it is, quickly squirm and dart back under the cart, you notice that on the very end of its body appears to be a large... Bloodshot eyeball. Hmm. I just say we're being watched. And you point towards the cart.
3: Yeah. By,
0: by, by the cart.
1: hmm
3: Under the cart.
4: Oh. Eepy.
1: What What you guys like worm to do? Thingy. That's interesting. I don't
4: know, because my brain isn't working today. <laughs>
0: I'm so tired. You could just press on. You could just press on, and sorry, kitty. I really wanted to do this at the normal time, but... You know, nice. snap lock down. But, um...
2: <laughs> so, uh, was it... An eye? Just an eye? Or was it, um...
3: Eye on a tentacle,
0: yeah, basically an eye on the end of some sort of fleshy worm like stalk. The eye was bloodshot.
4: If it was explained to me, would I maybe be able to identify it? Uh,
0: yes, you may make a history check with advantage. Oh, uh,
4: that was a nat 20. Wow.
0: Okay, you've had experience with something similar to this not too long ago. Within within your fairly recent memory. The description of what Zinhorn saw makes you think of a beholder's eye stalk.
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah. So what would you like to do? You may you could try to press on. Hopefully it ignores you. You could entreat with it, with it, whatever it is. Maybe it might talk back. Or, ready your weapons and fling that cart aside. And t- uh, Are yep. there any
2: identifying emblems on the armour? And what the condition is the armour in on the person.
0: The armour seems to be in quite good condition, however, as for identifying marks, as you can only see the legs, you can't see any. If there were any they'd probably be on the chest plate Or the gauntlet.
2: And what's the body under again, sorry? It's... Uh,
0: an overturned cart.
2: Oh, so, and that's where this eye is, is it?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, sorry, yeah, okay. Um... Well, Bulb, for one, would like to get a look at this armour, so. I, I would do like have to some.
3: To be... If we need to get the cart off in a very weak hurry, I have a means to do so, but it would also disturb whatever is underneath.
0: But it would also I probably know. surprise it.
3: And did you say that it giggled?
0: No, it didn't giggle, it made no sound. Oh. <laughs> but, um, if you were to. F- If you were to quickly fling the cart off, it probably would surprise whatever's underneath. Um, So that would be a way to get the drop on it if you do want to attack it.
1: I was going to say, I'm actually going to just happily reach into my cloak and pull out Blinky, who's been hiding underneath it for the entirety of the time that we've been on this journey so far, because he just hasn't done anything, and see if I can describe to it what it is and see if it
0: knows exactly what we're dealing with here before we start picking fights. You describe you describe what you saw to Blinky, his eye stalks, quiver, and he just looks at you with a look of sheer terror on his face, perhaps remembering your encounter with Xanathar, and then zooms back into your cloak.
1: Well, Blinky doesn't like it, so if we want to kill this thing, go for it.
3: Say hmm. the word, and here it goes. Well... Uh, Bulb is going to flutter backwards
2: to get some distance between, make it look natural. He's gonna walk away and make it look like he's looking at the ground somewhere.
0: Yep. So, yep, that's fine. Uh, Bulb, I'd like you to make a uh, stealth check, please.
2: Ooh, and as I'm walk- oh, no, but this is for sight, this isn't sound, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Are we gonna avoid this thing?
1: Uh, we can't. We can just. Yeah. So we can yeah. just leave it alone if need be. Yeah. We can just. We
0: it. It does seem to know that you're present, but so far it hasn't made any. Made any move to burst out at you or anything.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I have got a 17 to walk a little bit away to get
0: distance between. Yep. That's it. bulb it, is curious no about the armor. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I am curious about the armor, but it's not a. I need to look at it type thing. Yeah.
4: I'd say. um... Press on cautiously with mm. uh, weapons readied.
1: Yep. Yeah, just make sure we're keeping an eye on it, but otherwise leave it be. We yeah. don't need to pick fights with everything that moves. Okay.
0: Very well. I would like, if if that's what you've agreed upon, I'd like you all to make stealth checks, please. so Lucian, you make yours with disadvantage if you're wearing weight. Oh.
2: Will I keep my 17 or roll another one?
0: Yeah, keep your 17.
1: Cool. Okay, that Is That is a 19 mm-hmm. for stealth.
0: 19. 19. Is a 16. 16. Oh, and Bobbit, you make yours a disadvantage too, because breastplate. Huh? Huh. You're, yeah, Bobbit, you make your stealth checks a disadvantage because wearing a breastplate, so...
1: Okay, well either way it's still 19, Got an 18 and 16 is plus 3, so... Yep, 19.
2: Yay!
0: <laughs> All right, so Lucian, how did you go?
3: Failed by one. Yeah. So I'm going ching 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 yep, ching. Yep.
1: Very yep. stealthy. Yeah, so, it's more like you're walking along and just coughing the entire time. Just yeah, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> so one by <laughs> Wait one, <for> me. <laughs> one by one, you slowly make your way through the ruined marketplace, past the cart, and nothing seems to jump out at you. At long last, it's Sir Lucian's turn. He s- he waves at all of you and then sets off through the marketplace. He seems to be making good progress. Then suddenly, a fit of coughing takes over. He doubles over <coughs> and splutters It catches his foot on a loose stone. He stumbles to avoid tripping over. And ends up running the rest of the way through the marketplace, his armor loudly jingling. And this appears to be whatever sets off what sets off whatever's underneath oh, the cart. There's a you hear you hear the sound of groaning wood, and then slowly something shifts the cart out of the way and snakes out of the shadows into Plain view. Everyone, please roll for initiative. Yeah.
1: Well, we can't say we didn't try. And, blah, 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 you know, uh,
0: six. Eleven. Anyone? Six. Yep. Ava, twenty-one. That's where we want her to be. <laughs>
3: that is an eighteen.
0: Eighteen. <clears throat> 12. 12. Twelve Hey, that's 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 you pretty good for me. Sir Lucian <laughs> right now. Okay, I'm going to swap the music. Yay! Because you know we're going into... Cop- oh, oh, wait, mm. That's a, I didn't want to send that as a message to Smithy.
1: Don't worry, <laughs> kid, you're yeah, not did. the only one whose brain
0: is turned off, turned off today. Yeah, <laughs> um, It's going around. I think it's just because of my job. Um, okay. Oh. The cart is flung over, revealing... A beholder zombie underneath. Oh, it's bro. ice oh, dwarfs. Where's my daylight spell? It's ice dwarfs <laughs> <dorks laughs> quiver with delight as it begins to slowly hover towards you. As it does so, you hear you hear the sound of you, you hear some the sound of scraping stone coming from the nearby buildings, and then you see a pale-skinned humanoid. Peek down over the edge of one of the roofs, let out a long flowing tongue and bay at you. Ah! Ah, it is like Ava's turn first.
4: Oh shit. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. So so we want to we have to go straight for it, don't
0: we? Yep. All Sir, right, Lucian um, se- Sir Lucian broke the, um, stealth. <laughs> Good one, Sir Lucian.
4: I want to shoot at it.
0: Yep, at the beholder <laughs> zombie. Yep. Alright, go ahead, roll to hit it. Damn uh, zombies. That's... a... 17? 17, that's a hit. Roll for damage. Yep. Uh,
4: God, my brain's not working. Uh, 8 plus 5.
0: Yep, that's 13. Uh, plus your uh, d4 psychic damage, I believe. Yep. Uh, that's a 3. 3, yep. 16 damage altogether. Uh, would you like to use your extra attack? Um... Yes. Alright, go ahead. Roll to hit again.
4: I was in that 20.
0: Ooh, okay. And roll and double the damage. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
4: that was... Uh, 7, so doubled uh, 14
0: Fourteen. Not bad at all.
4: And now I would like to move... Yep. Uh, and take cover.
0: Yep, your arrow slams into the beholder's main eye. And as as it rides in pain, set off for cover. Where would you like to go?
4: Um... Just a sec. I would like to go Yeah, Actually, I can move further away, can I? Yeah,
0: you can. You've got 30 feet. More if you use Zephyr Strike. You could, use fly use up, strike you could it. fly up onto a building if you like.
4: No, I want to take cover behind a yep. building.
0: Alright. So you run behind a nearby building. Actually,
4: can I get, like, this far away?
0: Yep. You run... <laughs> You run and perch <laughs> inside the crumbling husk of a house and you wait. It is the enemy's turn. The beholder zombie smiles and floats forward. It's dead eyes staring blankly at you. And it lets loose. It lets loose with its eye rays. Pew! And oh, no. here comes at... Here comes a ray flying at Bobbit. Um, Bobbit, is, no, no, thing, wait, wait. Yes, it's is undead. It is. Yeah. So it's going to make uh-huh. a wisdom save. Nice DC. And it got a seventeen on its wisdom save. So it fires well, a ray perfect. at Bobbit. Bobbit, you need to take a constitution save, please. A DC fourteen okay. con save. Uh, on. And shit, that's a nat one. That's a nat one. Pew! The ray of necrotic energy hits you and you take 38 points of necrotic damage. <laughs> Meanwhile, ghast number one roars, rushes forwards and leaps off the roof roof, running at Sir Lucian. It slashes with its claws. Unable to pierce Sir Lucian's armour. Ghast number three, rushes ahead, leaps down, and swings its claws at Bulb. That is a ten! Bulb, you duck, as the Ghast's claws sail lazily over your head. Ghast number two takes a running leap off the roof, and lands in front of Zinhorn, swinging at him with its claws. And that is a hit on Zinhorn. Zinhorn, you take 13 points of slash- slashing damage, and you need Ow. to make a DC DC 10 con save, please.
3: That is a 14.
0: 14, you are fine. The Ghast's Claws did not paralyze you this round. It is your turn, Zinhorn.
3: All right. So, as a bonus action, I'm going to uh, flame blade. Yep. And then just strike for this thing using my action.
0: Yep. Roll to hit the ghast. Um...
3: That is an 11 plus 7, that's 18.
0: That's a hit, roll for damage. And if it's fire damage, you may double it. These ghasts are weak to fire. Uh, yeah. Three.
3: That is... two, four, seven, 14 damage.
0: 14 damage! Ah! Draws the ghast as you slash it with your flame blade. It goes stumbling backwards. It's skin peeling, revealing putrid flesh underneath. Would you like to move anywhere? Um...
3: No, I'm pretty much surrounded, so...
0: Yep, that's your turn. Very well, it is now Veska's turn. She looks at you all, look of worry on her face, and she says... I didn't, I was hoping we wouldn't have to run into one of these again! And then she raises her hand and casts Magic Missile at the Beholder Zombie, hitting it for 14 points of force damage. Then she dashes away from Ghast 2, which attempts to hit her with an attack of opportunity. She ducks and sprints towards Ava. It is now your turn, uh, Sir Lucian.
3: So I'm currently locked to combat with a Zombiano.
0: Yeah, with this ghast one.
3: Oof! Can I just swing with my charge blade, but not without? Act- I'm not activating the charge. Oh,
0: yep, yep. Go ahead. Roll to hit.
3: Oh, righty, I got a ten. Oh, I think that's
1: a hit. Uh, 10 plus your strength, no. yeah that's a hit.
0: Uh, 10 plus Ooh, yeah, your hit, yeah that's a hit. These ghasts. All right. These ghasts only have a DC of, only have an AC of 13, so.
3: Oh okay, beautiful.
0: Okay,
3: D8 isn't it? Yep. S- six points of damage.
0: Plus your strength, so, 10 oh, points sixth, of damage. Four. Yeah. Uh, would you like to use beautiful. your extra attack to go again?
2: I would actually. Alright, rolls awesome. to hit.
3: Alright, that is a three plus... Plus uh,
0: your strength, plus your to hit, which is just unfortunately a miss. The ghast hisses at you as you swing and it ducks. Bobbit, your turn.
1: Okay, well, Bobbit's in a lot of pain at the moment, because that took off two-thirds of her health. Um... Usually I was just going to take a regular shot at the uh, zombie beholder, but considering watching Veska's, um, attempts at hurting it, I'm just, I think I might just do the same thing and just pull out the wand of magic, magic missiles missile. go. Yeah. Yep, didn't have this the last time I met, at least, at least I'm brave enough to try and fight this one instead of being terrified of Zenitha, so screw this thing, just all of the magic missiles, now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, so how many will that be as the beholder zombie stares blankly at you? Waiting for whatever. Comes
1: you know, next. you know. I only ever do this at six level and just all the damn bolts. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. No kill, like overkill. That's going to be forty-one <laughs> points of damage.
0: Forty-one mm-hmm. points of damage. That combined with Ava's damage kills the beholder's zombie <laughs> as your <laughs> as your magic missiles fly into it, blasting it down a nearby well. As it roars Yay. in pain and sinks down the well, its stalks fire off one last ray at oh, come Zinhorn. On. Zinhorn, I need you to please make a DC 14 dex save.
3: Oh no. That
0: is... That is... a 12. A 12. Zinhorn, you take fifty points of force damage. Holy crap. As these z- beholder zombie goes down the well. Dead.
3: So I'm down.
0: You're down, make a death save. Zombie beholders aren't strong enough to instantly disintegrate you.
1: Still, that's uh, a that hurt like hell.
0: That's a fourteen? Yep, so that's a pass, you're fine. Bulb, it is your turn.
2: My turn. Um so Zinhorn, did you just save one?
0: Yeah, he just um, got a death save. save. Okay.
2: I'm going to Misty Step up here.
0: Yep. You step into the um, shadows, emerging on a nearby rooftop. Yep.
2: And then I'm gonna cast Scorching Ray. Yep. Uh one for each of the ghasts. One
0: for each of the ghasts, okay. Roll to hit.
2: Uh, and would this be advantage because I'm higher than them?
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yep. Ooh, very clever. Uh, now,
2: two greens, the two blues, and then the red in the middle. Okay, so that is a twenty-five, a twenty-five, and a eighteen. Yep, Damn. those are all
0: hits. Go ahead, roll your damage and double it.
2: He actually useful in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first. So the Ghast 1 takes yep. 12 damage.
0: 12 damage? Uh, yep.
2: plus 1 for my staff, so it's actually 14 if I yep. double the staff damage. 14 damage, yep. The Ghast
0: 2 takes 18 damage. Ghast 2 screams as it goes down in a plume of smoke. And- Ghast three takes 14 damage. 14 damage. The two remaining ghasts hiss and roar in pain. It is now Ava's turn. Okay, look. Um,
4: I want to... move... Actually, uh, I'll just step out of cover.
0: Yep, step out into the street.
4: And shoot uh, ghast three.
0: Go ahead, roll to hit. Oh, so now 20! Oh, holy oh, Yep, shit. for all your damage these dice and double damage. Thank you for me, Remy. Alright, nice. <laughs>
4: awesome.
1: So yes, please, please continue using these dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, That is. 7, so
4: times 2, uh, 14.
0: Oh, lovely. You fire your arrow, it hits the gas square in the head, and it goes and then... down silently. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was already enough <laughs> okay. to kill it. Well, Bob, well, just right. um, shaking going, oh thank god.
4: I'll, I think, uh, I'll probably add a range of the other one, I
0: know. Um, the range of a bow is 60 feet, 5'10". Oh, you're in, you're yeah, in. Yeah, you're in range, Actually, you're in
4: range. Alright, I'll shoot at the other one then.
0: Yep, go ahead. Ah. Oh. Uh.
4: Um, oh my brain, 7
0: plus 8. That's a hit, 15. roll for damage. Uh,
4: uh, that is...
0: 9. 9. And then I'll add my d4 to that d4, one. d4, yep, go ahead.
4: Where did I
0: put my d4? I literally just had it. <laughs> no, you hate
4: that.
0: Uh... Okay, oh, there it is. Sorry. I'm tired. That's okay. okay. I know what you think okay. of me. It. Okay. That was one. Next week we'll be playing <laughs> at the normal time. Yep, that's mm. okay. That one point of damage was all that was needed. The <laughs> ghast looks at you, your arrow hanging from its chest, and it rears... It rears back, ready to charge at you, but then a bolt of psychic energy surges from your arrow, striking it dead. And that is the <sighs> end of combat.
1: Well, it just sort of collapses to her knees, pulls Blinky Kungo, who's just, like, looking at him going, you could have mentioned it was a zombie beholder. No, don't <laughs> don't give me that look. You don't dare know <laughs> what we're talking about here. I'm, I'm going to really go...
2: Mad. I'm going to go to Zinhorn and... Cast cure wounds. On. Yep. Uh, just need to look
0: at what cure. I think it's a D8, isn't it? Yeah, it's a D8 per uh, level God. plus your plus your um modifier wisdom for you. That's actually a good idea. I might do the same uh, to myself because I could have cracked loaded
1: in that as well. Yes. I give zinhorn 11 health.
3: Yeah.
0: So Zinhorn <laughs> climbs back to his feet, groaning in pain. The front of his serpent-scale, Armus, just got a big scorch mark from the disintegration ray.
1: I got 17 points of health back, not nearly enough to make up to the 38 I took, but you know, I'm not
0: dead in the next five minutes. However, the streets are once again quiet, save for the buzzing of insects and the normal sounds of the jungles. Now that the cart has been thrown aside, you can get a good look at the person trapped underneath. It appears to be a knight of some sort wearing a shining suit of plate armour.
2: Can I look at the armour? I'm trying.
0: Yes, you can. You may make an investigation check. Oh, a knight's here.
2: Uh. What well, is. Investigation is intelligence. Isn't yes, it? it is. Uh, so that's a 19. <laughs>
0: You walk over to the Fallen Knight, Uh, he's still grasping his sword, it looks like he was locked in battle with the Beholder when the cart fell onto the both of them, perhaps thrown either either by one of his uh, friends who didn't care much about him, or another third enemy, and... You notice that both the hilt of his blade and his chest have a singular mark upon them. It is a marking of what appears to be a metal boot standing on top of two crossed swords.
2: Would any of us perchance know what this is?
0: Bulb would likely not. Ava would likely not. However, Sir Lucian, you may make... Uh, an intelligence check because you may have seen this being a officer of the Lord's Alliance how are we doing Sir Lucian I know your intelligence is, is I know your intelligence is plus zero so just a d20 I'll roll it Uh, So that's a 12. (laughs) So, yeah, Sir Lucian uh, recognises this symbol. And, Sir Lucian, you recognise this as a symbol of a mercenary group that you worked with uh, during your days in the military many, many years ago. Uh, This military group, last thing you heard, had reformed into an order of paladins and their name is the order of the metal sabatons.
1: <laughs> uh fun. Uh so...
2: Okay. Uh so what condition is the top of the armor in?
0: The armor appears to be in astoundingly good condition. It clearly has not been here that long. It... This guy may have died only hours ago.
2: Hmm. Okay, well, Bob would like to...
0: Does he have any, like, dog tags or anything? He does not, unfortunately. There are no nothing, no marks or anything on him to identify him as a person, but when you lift his helmet off his head, you find the... you find the... Uh, beardless but very grim, stony face of what appears to be a Goliath underneath.
2: Hmm. Oh, this is like really big armor.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, damn! I don't know. Speak with dead.
2: Uh, <laughs> really nice would the armor fit in the bag would, holding you yeah, have?
0: It would. <laughs> And as you lift the helmet off his head, you feel magical energy surging through your hands.
1: Ooh. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, I don't have
1: identify. I do not have identify. I do an arcana check. Yep,
0: go ahead, Bob. Oh, do yeah, not- sorry. I,
1: that's, I forgot that's yep. what we use arcana
0: checks for. Amongst mm. other things. No,
1: yep. Yeah, I'll do, do it because I'm holding it. it. Yep. Yeah, you're not holding the helmet. I'm just sitting there having a shedding. match with blinky.
2: <laughs>
1: just angry, disappointed parent yelling.
2: Um, I walk over to Bob uh to Bobbit and go, um, sorry to interrupt, but can you do this for me? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bobbit, got oh, seven. Got seven. go <laughs> just, ahead. Bobbit, just sees you come over, looks at you, goes, uh, sure. Hold on one second. Just looks at Blink
0: and goes, this is not over. <laughs> and that's an eighteen. <laughs> eighteen. <Much better>. Eight. <laughs> So the magic, what Bulb described as magical energy, is not from an enchantment, but rather from the material. This is, oh. from what you can tell, an otherwise <laughs> ordinary set of plate armor, but it's made out of adamantine. Oh! Oh! Wow! Okay. As adamantine armor. It will, uh, grant whoever wears it. It will grant whoever wears it Uh. Where's the armor upgrades? There we go. I have to look at my own table here. Uh, Whoever wears it will get to choose between either resistance to critical hits or a plus one on con saves. Once you choose which effect that is permanently what its effect will be.
1: Now, does this require achievement, or is this just a bonus? It's just
0: a norm. It's just a bonus from the material. It's, this armor's actually it, mm. not magical.
1: It's plate
2: oh. armor, though, so it's only heavy armor, isn't it? Yeah, it's heavy armor. It's getting, the heavy uh, So, mm. yeah, Sir so Lucian's getting this when it can be resized.
0: Yes.
1: Mm.
0: So, Sir Lucian, uh, what effect would you like from this adamantine armor? Would you like it to give you resistance to critical hits? Or would you like it to grant you plus one to consaves? So, Lucian? We got an M1.
1: Uh, it mean it's muted at the moment, it seems. That's okay, it's,
0: it's, it's M1. Well, we can't put um, it on right now anyway. Yeah. so I'll just science. take it and I'll
2: put it yep. in my bag of holding. Yep. Uh, so it takes up two slots because it's a large thing. Yes. Isn't it? It's armor, yes. so it's large. So it's yes. two Adam slots. team
0: plate armor. Yes. With that, you may continue on your journey. Or perhaps you were about... You were ready to continue on your journey. But as you begin to walk through the marketplace, you suddenly hear a metallic swing as several swords are drawn in unison and then a man's voice booms out halt what is your business here you look ahead and in the haze of the humid air you can see three you can see three figures walking down a cobblestone street towards you each of them brandishing a sword, and each of them clad in identical suits of armour. Oh... goody. What do you do?
1: The mm-hmm. will... We'll... I just stand up, look at the knights and go, Oh, hello there! <laughs> what brings you here?
0: The three... The... Hmm. Yep, yep, go ahead, finish. Just
1: a... We just stumbled across your friend. He uh, looks like he had some unfortunate accident with these uh, zombies here.
0: The three knights step out into the marketplace and they see the body of their comrade now stripped of his armour, which is now sitting in Bulb's bag of holding. They look at you. you hear that though mm-hmm. Yeah, they look at They look at you, although you cannot see... You cannot see any expression, any hint on what they're thinking through their thick helms. The one in the middle, still brandishing his sword, barks, "What is your business here?"
2: Uh, we have come to visit the local tribe,"
0: hmm. he says. And... "Yes, go, go, Bob it." Huh. I was just going to say we're
1: also here to explore the city on urgent business from the uh, from Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: true. Would you like mm-hmm. to Would you like to name drop and push your reputation? Would you like to name drop your status as Lady mm-hmm. Silverhand's retainer? Oh,
1: I suppose it's probably a good idea for mercenary company. Yes. Just there, very proudly stands up and goes, oh, "We're here. And we're also here on a official business from Waterdeep." Mm-hmm. And as a retainer of Lady Silverhand, uh, we are trying to get to the local tribe to establish a foothold in this in this city.
0: Please make a persuasion check... Mm-hmm. ...with advantage.
1: Oh, oh you shouldn't have. Uh, let's see, 15 plus 22!
0: Three knights look at each other. They take a few steps forward silently, still brandishing their weapons. And then they all stare in unison at Bobbitt. Eventually, one of them shrugs his, soul, his shoulders, and looks at the other two. All three sheath their swords, and then the knight in the middle simply, simply looks at you, and says, "The city of Mesro is under the domain of Lieutenant Yndala Broken Barrel of the Order of the Metal Sabotage." Are you aware of this fact?
1: Mm, Bobbitt's eyes narrow slightly and go, No, I had not been made aware of this situation. This Was this a, a recent
0: uh, undertaking? The knight looks at his companions, and then he looks at you. He says, Lieutenant Broken Barrel has had this post going on five years. Hmm. He says, okay, The penalty... Yeah. The penalty for trespassing within the city of Mesro without prior written agreement from our order is death. Are you aware of this?
1: Mm, I was not aware of such an order, nor was I aware of such a posting. No one had, including Lady Silverhand, had mentioned this previously.
0: He looks at the other two knights, and then he takes a step forward, his hand still on the hilt of his blade, and he says... Hmm. Given your status, I will allow your ignorance to slide this once. On the condition that you accompany us to promise immediately to meet with Lieutenant Broken Barrel and explain your business to her yourself.
1: I take it this is less of a request, and more of an order?
0: The knight simply nods.
2: Bulb raises his hand.
0: Bulb raises his hand. The knight to the left steps forward, and says, YOU THERE! ELF-FOLK! BE YOU FRIEND OR foe?" I... BE... FRIEND? Are you uh, a member of this noble woman's entourage? No.
2: I look around as if to just go, uh, well, I'm walking with them, aren't oh, yes, yes. I? Do the, I do the thing from, um, even though I haven't seen it, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <get a> <laughs> he's just, he's just look looking around, around like, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yes, I'm with them, aren't I?
0: He shrugs, and he says, You're lucky the leader of your entourage appears to be a woman with sense and status. Otherwise, I would dash your head upon the stones of this very marketplace right like now and be see done you with try. It.
1: <laughs> so, so, I would sincerely advise against that. He is one of my closest confidants, and I would really hate for anything to have to get back to Lady Silverhand about the con-
0: conductings of your order. Immediately the knight reaches for his blade and he says, Are you threatening a Conquest Paladin of the Order of the Metal Sabaton?
1: No, Bob is just, and Bob was just going, no, as a retainer of Waterdeep, I'm reminding you of your, of your position and standings as opposed to my own. I would rather there not be any further ill conduct between us. We simply have, we have business here in the city, and we would prefer to not have to cross paths.
2: Oh, please? All I did was raise my hand to ask a question, which I thought was polite, instead of just blurting it out.
1: Found it understandable. Ma- he simply has a question.
0: The middle knight raises his hand, signalling for his companion to simmer down, and then he looks over at Bulb, and he says, Ask your question."
2: How did your leader get the name Broken Barrel?
0: The knights look at each other. And then, surprisingly, all three of them immediately burst into raucous applause. Okay, that was not the reaction (laughs) I was expecting, but... Yeah, well, okay. I'll take it. The (laughs) knight... The knight looks... The knight looks at you and says, Lieutenant... Lieutenant Yindala... Harkari is able to break a barrel by slamming her head into it.
1: Hmm. Interesting party trick. Mm
0: -hmm. He then then places his hand on the hilt of his blade again, and he says, Now, will you be accepting our offer, or will it come to blows? Well,
2: I lean into Bobbit. Well, we mm-hmm. seem to be going there anyway. We may as well take a guide.
3: Oh, uh, I <sighs> would prefer not coming to blows after
1: what just happened. Yes, I'm less than 100%, but I'm still wary of these people. They seem less than friendly when it comes to the dealing with business, but I suppose everyone else on board with this? Cautiously? Yep. Mm. No, very well, we will postpone our business for the time being to accompany to be accompanied to your uh, promise, was it?
0: Very well, follow along to promise, says the knight. And as he turns around, he looks at the corpse that was lying underneath the cart and he looks at the face and then he says, Hmm, somebody appears to have taken Argus's armour off him. Did he looks... only take the helmet? No, I took, no, took the whole oh, set. He look... I took the whole set? He immediately looks over his shoulder at you. Do you say anything?
2: Bulb doesn't say a damn
1: thing. He's still glaring at the one that hmm. was like... Technically, Bubba was busy yelling at Blinky, so she didn't see him take it off, so she doesn't know anything of this. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't say anything. I'm just glaring at the uh, paladin that... Um.
0: Yeah, the one uh, that were- me. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's sil-
1: so Ken, silence. Ken say, so, I was going to say, Bollock yep. Ken just looking to say, we did just recently fight a zombie beholder. While it's not as powerful as a true one, there's no doubt it had some form of disintegration ray. Over a weaker set, so. it might have possibly destroyed his armor. I looks at Zinhan. Said you, you were hit by that previously, or well, barely hit by it before, and it did a lot of damage, didn't it?
0: Bobbit, please make a deception check. So word
1: Uh, that is a nineteen.
0: A nineteen. The knight simply shrugs and he says, If Argus was weak enough to be bested by the filth that inhabits these ruins, then he deserves no longer to wear the armour of this order. Come along! So they lead you into the ruins of Mesro. Mezro. There is awkward silence as you walk along behind them. They seem to know exactly where they are going, leading you through the vine-choked streets, past pools of stale jungle water. And through what were once several grand bazaars and courtyards as they lead you towards Promise. Is there anything you would like to do as they lead you to their settlement?
2: Uh, you moved the wrong
1: marker
0: there. Oh yeah, I did move the wrong marker. That was the temple. (laughs) No, they're not strong enough to move the temple.
1: (laughs) We'd 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 be in a lot of trouble if they
2: could. Um... Uh, I'm just keeping an eye out to see if, as we get closer, I can count how many paladins there are here.
0: Yep, very well. You walk in silence, not attempting to strike up conversation with them, and considering how how your relations with them have been so far, this is probably a good thing. Eventually, you, they reach their destination. A settlement slumps on stilts. Over the lake, straddling the old city and the jungle beyond, its gantries scale Mesro's outer walls, while ramshackle jetties provide berths for boats on the water. On the muddy shore, a tavern has been raised among the intertwined roots of a giant eucalyptus tree, and you can see throngs of you can see throngs of members of the Paladin Order. ...milling about in this ramshackle settlement... ...moving the, moving in and out of the tavern... ...chatting in the streets... ...transporting supplies... ...or simply standing... ...at attention... ...uh... ...I would like Bolve to please make a perception check. Uh,
2: that's a 14.
0: As the paladins lead you up the city wall across a recently repaired patch of stone flooring and then across a wooden bridge descending down into the settlement you try to keep count of all of the people you see milling around and by your count there are at least 90 souls in this small settlement however they, they do 90 yes However, they do not all appear to be paladins or knights. You notice that most of them are not wearing plate armor, but are rather dressed in simple leather tunics or gambesons. They're, uh, instead of being armed with blades, they're armed with clubs or maces. You see a couple of people wearing garb that suggests they are acolytes or priests. Hmm. The paladins lead you to the largest hut in the settlement, which appears to have been repurposed out of what remains of a stone watchtower on the outskirts of Mesro. A pair of knights stand guard on the gantry outside, and underneath the hut, three human-sized cages are suspended over the swamp water below by ropes and pulleys, Each cage currently contains a single prisoner, a malnourished-looking male halfling, a rather bruised and beaten female high elf, and a wiry human man with a rat-like face. All three prisoners simply stare at your entourage as you approach. The two knights on guard salute your escort, and stand aside. The knight who's been doing most of the talking so far gestures towards the hut, and he says, Lieutenant Broken Barrel awaits. Be on your best behaviour.
1: Hmm. Thank you, I suppose I guess.
0: Anything you'd like to, would you like to remark on the prisoners?
2: Yeah, Bo Mm. would like to ask, what did they do to be
0: imprisoned like that? One of the knights looks at you and he says, Thought they would go looking for treasure in the city, didn't they?
2: (laughs) So, when you say that the punishment is death, it's not Immediate death, it's brought back here to be, um, starved and drawn out, left to the elements.
0: The knight just nods, he says, If you're going to conquer someone, conquer their will. (sighs)
2: Bob just starts getting flashbacks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a scourge of tired sigh coming from Bob. (laughs) just, This
2: our folks eyes are already wide naturally, but they just get wider and he just thousand yards stare walks
0: after <laughs> the escort. You walk up the ramp leading to the entrance of Broken Barrel's hut, and as you do so the prisoners wail from the cages Help us, please Hmm. As you as you do your best to ignore them, continue walking up the walkway. One of the knights looks down at the cages, and he says, Oi! what I say? Silent! You're gonna pay for that! With that, he reaches over and begins to turn a stone crank, lowering the cage containing the rat-faced human into the swamp water below. <clears throat> The main room of Broken Barrel's hut appears to be some kind of audience chamber. Bare, save for a large wooden table, and a stone chair that, if you didn't know any better, you'd think was being used as a throne. It is heaped, the, the room and the table are heaped with treasures, feathered bands, golden shields silver platters, and a fur mat stitched from hundreds of pelts. Beside the table is a very grand-looking gold-rimmed gold, gold rimmed treasure chest with a big stone padlock on the front. Broken Barrel herself is seated in the makeshift throne. A woman who, if she was human, would look... In look to be in her late 40s, early 50s, a severe leathery face, lines and cracks carved into her skin. Her eyes narrow. Her black hair billowing down, unmaintained onto her broad shoulders, grey, turning grey at the tips. She towers over you, at least nine feet tall her eyes narrow as you enter her hut she holds out a hand and simply barks an order take a seat hmm. Nine.
1: Nine. it's
2: the a big stone chair currently empty
0: uh yeah uh no she's sitting in it unfortunately
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> i fly up and
2: perch on the back of the chair
0: Perch on top of the throne. She looks up at you, and frowns. What do the rest of you do? I'll take a seat in front of her. I find a,
3: find a chair and just try and get to it before falling
0: over.
3: <laughs> <coughs> I just keep dying in
0: the background. <laughs> Are you gonna just cough and like slump over her um treasure table?
3: Well, can I try and maintain some sort of ego? Be like, oh,
0: nothing, just a flesh wound. Yeah, Yeah, Multiple fleshes. (laughs) You cough over your your armor, you cough over your body, and you brush dirt off your armor and arms. You say, just a flesh wound. As you pull out a seat and sit down at the stone table, Zinhorn and. Zinhorn, Bobbitt, and Ava, what would you like to do? Hmm.
1: I will take it. I will simply just take a seat in front of her and just wait to hear what this is going to be about. Because I'm sure this will be just delightful.
4: Mm-hmm. Um. I- yeah. I'll take a seat.
0: Ava, I would like you to roll a perception check, please, as you take a seat. Oh no.
4: Um. That is a nine. Mm.
3: Would a naturally high perception do anything here?
0: It's okay, she sees. She still sees some of this as Ava sits down. She's naturally drawn to all the treasure, because this is Ava, and it's shiny. And scattered <laughs> in amongst the treasure, you notice a sort of trophy mounted on the wall of the hut. A wooden board containing a large eagle's head.
4: Do I immediately fly
0: into a rage? It's up to you, do you immediately fly into a rage? Uh,
4: can I tell more about this? Well,
0: you didn't, because you only got a 9, so all you can see is that this is a large eagle head. Without getting closer, you'd be unable to tell if it's just a head from a giant eagle, or if it is, uh, sadly, a Aracocra head. we see many Arokokra outside in the village? Uh, no, you didn't see any in Promise. Hmm. Which, knowing that they do live inside the Royal Aviary, that makes sense. Can I,
4: upon seeing it, move closer
0: to inspect it? Uh, yep, make a stealth Cautiously. check. Cautiously. Make a stealth <laughs> check to edge closer to it.
4: That is uh, 18
0: plus 4. You make a show of shifting your seat, ostensibly to get a better view of the Goliath in front of you so that you can actually see her face through the piles of treasure that are laid out on the tables. And as you move further across the table, you position yourself almost directly under the trophy. And once you get close to it, you're able to notice at the base of its neck underneath the tattoo underneath the feathers a small black tattoo, the marking of a priest of your tribe.
4: I will very angrily ask I can't roleplay right now. Ask her to explain herself.
0: The Goliath looks at you, and then she looks at Bulb and she smiles and she says, "Oh, sometimes the bird folk can be fun little pests to hunt." And I
1: murder her.
0: Oh, I was going to say, "Oh." What armor is she wearing? Ah, uh, from what you could tell, plate armor.
2: I cast heat metal at third level.
1: Okay, <laughs> then. <laughs> the negotiations. Someone say negotiations have broken down. I think it's safe to say they never <laughs> began. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, go uh, ahead and roll your damage. for casting. And I
4: want to go and fly straight towards her with my swords.
0: Very uh, well.
1: Um, I assume everyone knows what's going on at this point. In rage. Yeah, she's just gone, seen the thing, and just blown straight at them. But okay.
2: Okay, okay. So I get to roll the damage straight away. Uh, which is going to be 3d8, because I cast at third level. She has to make a constitution saving throw, or spend as long as it takes to get out of her armour.
0: Yep, okay. I'm going to have Mm -hmm. her make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Let me get her stat block up, because I should have expected this, but I did not. Um, But luckily (laughs) I I did prepare prepare I get the
2: feeling this is a massive mistake, but...
0: Yeah, I uh, got Okay, yeah,
1: You kind, uh, kind of uh, dangle the corpse of one of Ava's people in front of her. That's, uh, yeah, that was, that yeah, was never well, going to be an o- a
0: good opening number. Okay. Uh, not Moon Moon. Okay. Um, She makes a... S- she rolls... It's a con save? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She rolled a 16.
2: That's a save, but she still takes the 10 damage.
0: She opens her mouth to say something else but then Bulb raises his hands in the air from where he's perched on the back of her throne and barks the incantation for heat metal, and her sentence turns almost immediately into a scream of indignation and pain. She immediately stands up from her throne, reaches... Reaches for her back, where you see a large, where you see a humongous double-sided great axe, which she immediately draws with a with a metallic swing, and it seems all pretense of nego- negotiation has left her mind. She opens her mouth and barks. Two arms, exterminate the pest. The door to her hut swings open, and knights come running in. This is, she looks at you as the knights draw their weapons. She says, this is your last chance. Submit now! Or oh, fight to the death!
4: How many are there?
0: Uh, three knights have entered the room, but you know there are more outside so just
1: to go outside. Hmm. Do I have time to cast Cure Wounds on myself? Oh, actually, I'll probably just take a healing potion before we start this crap. Hey, <laughs> oh, you, don't,
0: you don't have a chance to take a healing potion. Everything's right. gone to shit. If you make a movement now, they're gonna run you through with their swords. Okay. I don't think I of a
4: justifiable reason for them to kill any of my people.
0: That is true, but...
4: Um, yeah. Someone's
0: going to have to either convince me to not kill them, or, or, yeah, or force I'm going to kill them. Or join in and or help you. Uh, you might be able to at least fight your way out of this hut and then just jump into the water and get away from the settlement. But yeah, you'll have made just... enemies of this order for all your, for all your time yeah. in this
1: them. <laughs> no, gonna say, yeah, Fuck we them! Fuck them in the ass! I would say fighting would be a great option, except for the fact that we have smack bang in the middle of their camp.
0: Well, I mean, you can you can fight your way out of this hut and then escape the camp. All you have to do is like just jump off the off the walkways into the water below. But mm-hmm. you'd have to oh, the then make your way back to the city.
4: dragon. Is hardcore? Yeah,
0: there's <laughs> like, that is <as> sui. <laughs> Do we have a map for this or no? I'm going. I'm. I'm currently in the process of sourcing a map. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Did you you, were, not wow. you it? were really.
1: Yeah. You somehow really shit the bed on this one. I mean. Not think that by that, gone? I mean
0: I have the battle map. I didn't have it set up in our bear because I thought yeah, they're not going to this, fight yeah. her. They're going to at least wait for an explanation. Well, so I was she's The
4: explanation was shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so was, she's yelled out surrender or submit or something yeah Yeah, she's she's yelled out this is your
0: last chance submit or fight to the death
2: i raise my hand hopefully distract raise my hands hopefully distracting her and go hey hey i was just showing you that maybe we're not so much fun to hunt
0: okay I would like you to please make a persuasion check with disadvantage.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, with real. disadvantage, oh, if God. I pass this, this will be a fucking miracle. Yeah. Uh, okay. You no. Know? Between net uh, twenties,
1: then when Two new starts? dice. Two new dice. Come on! Come on! <laughs> We're about to fight to the death, aren't we? <laughs>
2: that's a one. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: one. She's listing. Okay. She's listing. I will much, respond much, much
4: to her. <laughs> I will respond to to her by moving directly into combat range with my swords.
0: Okay. Well, this uh, is fun. Okay. Well, I'm just going to put everyone on the map. Give me a moment. <laughs> 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 this wow. is a good way to end the session, though, because I was going to wrap up yeah. after you spoke to her. So this is a good way to.
1: Yeah uh, speaking I don't yeah well speaking to her implies that we actually said anything
0: because I think I have like clothes? three sessions worth of content for Mesbro, so this is okay. Yay! Mm-hmm. So Ava could go here. Very well. Uh, I'm just gonna add Bobbits to the map now. <laughs> and then the night, sorry, bear with me. <sighs> I didn't have I' wasn't intent- I wasn't expecting you to fight her here. I was expecting you to fight her next week. In the, uh, in the dungeon, but... Yeah, again,
1: you kind of... <laughs> I don't know what you are expecting from dangling a dead member of S- Naveva's family That is entirely it. fair. That, you, is... that wasn't so much as a red... You know how you normally have, like, the red rag in front of a bull? No, you basically just had a bonfire in front of a friggin' crate of TNT. I don't know what you are expecting
0: I with mean, that, except for it to go to shit. <laughs> I thought that maybe, like, you might wait for the explanation... But it's her okay.
4: explanation was shit.
0: <laughs> well, her explanation so far was nothing.
4: Well, it was that they were pests. We're yes, pests. That they were pests,
0: and you're fun to hunt. But yes, okay, it's a priest. You... Yes, I know he was the priest, but to her, he's just a just a bird person, which is which is okay. uh, which is I admit justification to. Morge into a rage at her. So, yeah, you,
2: don't, you, don't, you don't kill yeah. a
1: priest in cold water. Uh, play Please
0: roll for initiative it. as Broken Barrel grips her double bladed axe, ready to fight, and the knights outside uh, who escorted you here draw their swords. Fun, 17. 17 for M2. Uh, 11. 11 for Remy.
1: So just to clarify, we all know what's happening here, right? We're will just going, wait, why is Ava flying into a rage? We... we...
0: Oh, I mean, you can put two and two to... I mean, I know that Bulb and Zinhorn are probably... 17. Yeah. I mean, 22. I think it's pretty obvious. Oh, Ava, did you actually <laughs> point out the trophies to the rest of the party?
4: Yeah, I asked her to explain it.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you uh, all know. I yeah. got okay. 25. 25 for Zinhorn, wow. Okay, and enemies are at 15. Nice, okay. So, I will grab the boss battle music and we will begin. Oh great, the enemies are before me. I'm gonna die in the first <laughs> I do Probably, have yeah. to say, this is the first time you have actually caught me off <laughs> Hey, Okay,
2: Woo! but
0: it's okay. I did prepare for this eventuality. Okay. Um, Smithy, uh, Zinhorn, you're up first.
3: So the first thing that Zinhorn does is, after the efforts of the last battle, is beast shape into a giant constrictor snake. Ooh, oh. yes.
1: And then, um, our guides with us.
0: Oh yeah. Do you, would you like them to be? Would you like them to be involved in the combat, or would you like them to run and hide somewhere? Uh,
2: hmm. I feel like uh, the snake lady would probably run and hide, but the barbarian would probably just be like,
0: "Ooh, a fight." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put them on the map, they, so just-
2: They can
4: handle themselves, can't they? They can help.
0: Yep, okay, <laughs> so I'll put them both in. Well, hey, MS. <laughs> yes,
2: Mijari, uh proved himself last week, that's-
0: He sure. did, he yeah. did.
2: Oh, that's right, no one else was- here, but Yeah, Majaru yeah. helped and stood his ground quite well, so- He did, hmm. he
0: did. Hmm. Okay, uh, let me get all the stat blocks I need. Uh, And, Zinhorn, after you turn into a giant constrictor snake, what would you like to do?
3: I go straight for, um, Broken Barrel. Yep. And,
0: uh... Sorry. I constrict. Ooh, okay. Roll to hit her, please.
3: Please, That is a... Eighteen.
0: Unfortunately, your eighteen does not hit. You try to constrict your body around her form, but with her plate armour, no matter how hard you squeeze, she doesn't seem to give, and she quickly grabs hold of you with one of her gauntlets and tosses you off her body. Ava, you're up.
4: Okie dokie, so first. I will use my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark. On her? Yep.
0: Yep. You point at her and mark her as your prey, avenging this poor priest. Yep, and I
4: will use my first short sword
0: attack. Yep, rush up to her, roll to hit.
4: And that is a
0: non-natural 20. That is a hit. Roll for damage. Uh, that is... Uh, eight. Eight plus, points of damage plus your 1d4.
4: Uh, plus another an extra d6. Oh, yeah,
0: for your Hunter's Mark with, and uh, your d
4: Whenever I hit with a weapon attack.
0: That's right, with your Hunter's Mark.
4: So that's another 5.
0: Yep, plus your d4. And my d4, which is a 3. 3, nice, nice, 14 points of damage.
4: I will hit her with my second weapon attack.
0: Yep, go ahead.
4: Uh, And that is. uh, 18 plus 8.
0: 18 plus 8, that is, uh, 16, unfortunately, uh, 18, plus 18, eight. 18 plus 8, yeah, that's a hit, roll for damage. Yep, um, so
4: that
0: is, uh, 7, and then plus another d6, yep, 3. 7 plus, yep, 10, okay, she growls at you. And she says, "You need to be put down like the rest of your kind." It is now Bobbit's turn.
1: Okay, what to do? What to do? Uh, well, uh, Adele, I um, I just sent your message just to mull over while we're in the of this. Um, uh, yep. We need to do something before those knights come in. So, I would like to move myself pretty much next to where Sir Lucian is.
0: Yep. Move up to Sir Lucian. Leaping over the yep. table. Yep. Standing um, beside him.
1: And I would like to cast Burning Hands out the door at all three knights.
0: Ah, okay. Yes.
1: Because I'm working on that these guys are not, definitely not going to be dexterous in like full metal armor and fire no. will be fun
0: to work with. No, they are definitely not
1: dexterous. Wonderful, well let's work with that plan then shall we? Go ahead.
0: So that's going to be 46. Oh, they have to make dex throw saves first. Yes, they do have but... to make dex saves, so let's see. That would be a 6, a 2, and a 3.
1: So yes, they are definitely Definitely not very dexterous. Okay.
2: Okay. Do a step
1: move. This. I'm going to get more bloody dissect for this sort of thing. Uh, All three of them take 18 points of fire damage, and I assume since the place outside is made of wood, that's probably on fire now.
0: Yes. Um, The The whole
1: is just on fire with them now. The
0: walkway leading away from the hut catches a flame, preventing any more knights from joining into the battle, as there's no way (laughs) around other than jumping down into the water twenty feet below.
1: Yeah, so all three of those guys are now basically.
0: So as the flames crackle, you see more knights and acolytes just gathering around behind it, shouting, brandishing their weapons as they watch the fight begin to unfold.
1: <laughs> also just looks back over her shoulder, broken barrel, and goes,
0: "Well, that's that problem solved. Now for this." Okay, it is the enemy's turn. Broken yeah, Barrel Break Broken Barrel swings at Ava with her great axe. That is a twenty-three to hit. Ava oh takes nine points of bludgeoning damage. Plus uh Broken Barrel will use a spell slot to add a smite to that. Oh dear. Uh so Ava, you take an additional 13 points of necrotic damage and you must make a Wisdom save. Uh, just a straight Wisdom save? Yep. That is a 16. A 16, you pass. The smite does not make you frightened of Broken barrels. Broken Barrel then turns her attention to bowl. And using a spell slot, she casts. Oh, let me see. She casts Command. She looks at Bol and she says, Oh, little birdies. Drop your weapon now and grovel before me. Make a wisdom save, please, Bol. Isn't
1: command a single word? Yeah, it's a single word.
0: Yeah, but the command... the she emphasizes the word grovel. Oh, huh. so I wouldn't actually need to drop my weapon. No. Okay, so what save
2: was it?
0: Our uh, wisdom. Oh,
2: come on, come on, come on. it's time for
0: you
1: to pass something by like a country mile, this would be it. Ho-ho! That is... That is, that is, that is...
2: A 7 plus 19. You feel an invisible
0: (laughs) hand pressing down against your spine, but you resist and stay standing straight. Broken Barrel roars, the mate of the Metal Sabotards will crush you into the dirt!
2: What's our group's name? Did we come up with one?
0: The Imp
1: Fighters, I believe. We had the infighters, I believe at one point we were calling ourselves the Emerald Enclave Experience featuring yeah, Solution. Featuring we never really came up with an actual
0: official <laughs> title.
4: Okay. Aren't we just the court of, of Queen
0: Bobbit? Yeah, you're the yeah you're the court of Queen Bobbit now, the Stoneman <laughs> uh, Squad. We, get, uh, we could come up with a name that's not solely centred around me, cause... Knight number two runs into the cabin and raises his sword at Bobbitt. Uh, okay. Wait,
1: if the area he was standing on is on fire, would he take any fire damage? No, no, that? I
0: just, it's just the area behind them to prevent reinforcements. Just checking, you yeah, He yeah, makes I can. two attacks with his greatsword. The first one is a non natural 20, so that is a hit. So, okay. Bobbit, you take mm-hmm. 13 points of slashing damage. No. And the second attack is an 11, so his sword okay, smashes at your breastplate, but does really not hit right right now. Knight number one moves into the room, he rushes up to Salida, uh, and makes a multi-attack against her. And he... Doesn't hit her at all. She manages to dodge both of the blows, ducking and then jumping as his sword swings through the air. Knight number three rushes in. He moves up to Sir Lucian, brandishes his great sword, and charges. And he hits Sir Lucian once. Sir Lucian, that is nine points of slashing damage that you get. Finally... At the end of his turn, Knight number one uses a bonus action to use his leadership ability, ability, uh-huh. which allows up to, which allows a non-hostile creature within 30 feet of him to make an attack roll, and okay. he allows Broken Barrel to make an attack against Bulb with advantage. Ah, shit. Broken Barrel roars and swings her Great Axe at Bulb. And she rolls an 18 to hit. That is... Bulb, you take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. And she spends a spell slot to smite you. Necrotic damage surges through her axe. And you take an additional 16 points of necrotic damage. Okay. A lot of people need healing at the moment now. Mujara braces his axe and he says, I, I may be small, but the bigger you are just means the harder you fall, see. He brandishes his axe and runs up to Broken Barrel, who is now flanked between him and Ava. He uses his bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark on her, just like Ava. And then he swings with his hand axe of advantage. But unfortunately, cannot pierce her plate armor. Salida uses her bonus action to disengage, and then she rolls stealth, hiding somewhere unseen in the shadows. Sir Lucian, it is your turn.
3: Ay, ay. Let us do this. All right. Um, I'm reluctant really to combat with.
0: Night three. three. I'm
3: going to use yes. both my extra attack and this attack on Knight three. Go
0: ahead, to kill this bastard. Roll to hit him. Shaking. Knight versus so Knight. he is a ten. What's his AC? His AC is eighteen. So ten plus your to hit modifier. Oh,
3: ten plus
0: four. Yes, fourteen.
3: It's not. Quite the,
0: yeah. You swing <laughs> your sword and he parries it with his own blade. Would you like to try Let's again? let try again. Go ahead. Yes, and hit him.
3: Oh, what the? Oh my god. I just rolled it and it landed perfectly in between the bed sheets.
0: What the? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, missed. Miss. Yep. You swing again, you strike him but your sword just clangs uselessly on the front plate of his armour. Okay, uh, Bulb, it is your turn, you are prone.
2: Uh, well, good thing is, what I want to do doesn't need me to be standing. Uh, I use my bonus action to reactivate Heat Metal. Yep. Uh, so, she's going to need
0: to roll Constitution again. Yep. Ooh, she takes the 5 damage first, Yeah, she? takes the 5 damage first, yes. She rolled a 17 on her con.
2: Uh, that, damn, that's a pass again. Uh, and that's, uh... 10...
0: 10 damage. 10 again. damage. She sh- continues shrieking in pain, and she says, YOU BELONG ON THE FLOOR!
2: and then i'm going to cast that was my bonus action so my action i can't cast healing word unfortunately how mm. ever. uh healing spirit is also a fucking uh bonus action you see fuck off mm. um I'm going to cast how much health is Ava on? Uh yeah. forty
4: three.
0: Forty-three. Ava seems oh. to be doing okay. alright. Yeah. I I could use some health though. Yeah, the problem is I
2: would need to move to get to you which would take an attack of opportunity. Ah uh, right. Never mind. Um, and I use my bonus action to reactivate the spell. Yeah. No. I'm gonna use my action to cast dissonant whispers on Broken Bell.
0: Alright. Uh what does she need to roll? Uh, looking it up now. I believe
2: it's a wisdom save, but I'm looking it up now. Uh, wisdom saving throw.
0: Yep, wisdom, okay, she rolls wisdom. She rolled a 14.
2: He fails. She's going to take 12 points of damage and must Ooh. use her reaction to run as far away from Ooh. me as possible.
0: Ooh, and you know what that's going to do? She <laughs> rushes... Crack of opportunity by... Yep, from three Ava people. and Rajarib and Bulb as she runs into the adjacent room. Uh, mine oh. will be oh, at I disadvantage. I just deleted because... her. I <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> deleted her. I have to bring her back. Um, mine will <laughs> be at disadvantage, won't it? Because I'm trying. Yes, yours will be at disadvantage. Be... But Ava's and... um. Ava's and uh, Mujarab's will not be. So Ava, uh, go yeah. ahead. Uh,
4: okay, that is an 18 plus...
0: Uh, 8. That's a hit, roll for damage. Uh,
4: that is 810. 10. Um, do I get the d6 on that too, because it's a weapon
0: attack? Yeah, yeah, if Hunter's Mark yeah. still works. So 10 uh,
4: plus... 4. Sorry, 14.
0: Broken Barrel roars, ENOUGH OF YOUR INCESSANT bird song And rushes, jumps out of her throne, rushes past you. Ava, you lash out with your short sword, striking a weak point on her armour. Majarab throws his hand axe, but it sails uselessly past her, embedding itself into the wall, and she darts into the next room.
2: And Bulb misses. Uh, her AC is higher
0: than 17, I presume. Yeah, her AC's 19.
2: As I swing, I yell after her, you may find that the willpower of us is better than the willpower of
0: you. <laughs> Zinhorn, your turn.
3: I'm going to chase after her.
0: Yep. Still in your and snake I'm form.
3: Still in snake form, and I'm try- going to try and constrict her again.
0: Yep. What's the movement speed of your snake?
3: Uh, the movement speed of snake
0: is 30 feet. 30 feet. Yep, you can reach her in her bedroom at the southern end of the hut. Go ahead and roll to constrict her. It's, uh, 16 plus
3: 6, so
0: that's 22. 22, that's a hit! Roll for damage. Uh,
3: so what is the damage of a snake? Uh, 2d8, okay.
4: And when that means
0: she's, that she is now constricted, well she
3: that has is to She's, 10 yeah, points she's of grappled. Damage. She's yep. now grappled. Escape
0: Excellent. DC sixteen. She's going to make an athletics check to try to escape that now. And she rolled a 15. So you manage Ooh. to wrap your body around her. She groans, Ugh! Reptiles! Just as bad as those feathered freaks!
4: And you were still calculating damage, weren't you? Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. Uh, Yes, takes... uh, Did you roll the damage?
3: Yeah, 10 points of damage. 10
0: points of damage, yep. Okay. Uh, It is now Ava's turn. It sure is.
4: And so she's grappled now, yes? Yes. Cool, so uh, does that give me advantage?
0: It does! It's the same as her being prone, so you'd like to chase after her?
4: Oh yeah, and I'm going You're to use right. all three of my attacks.
0: Yep, you rush in! Finding yourself in Broken Barrel's bedroom, where sinhorn's large snake has constricted around her, preventing her from moving. Go ahead and roll to hit her with advantage. Okay. Alright,
4: uh...
0: 14 plus 8. 14 plus 8. That is a hit. Roll for damage.
4: Yeah, so my d6, I got uh, 6 plus 5, so 11. Uh, my psychic damage, I got 4.
0: Yep, so and 15 damage. And then my
4: other d6. Yep. I got 4.
0: Yep, so 19.
4: And now uh, for my offhand attack uh that is uh, uh 14
0: plus 7 Yep, 14 plus 7, ah. that's a hit. Uh and that is 6 uh
4: plus 1, so 7. Uh and then my second attack. Yep. So that is uh twelve plus eight, so non-natural
0: twenty. Yep, that's a hit. Yep. Uh and that is ten damage plus another
4: five, so another fifteen damage.
0: Fifteen damage, not bad. Once you finish your flurry of attacks, you see Broken Barrel reach up and use her Gauntlet to wipe away some blood off her face. How though? <laughs> well, she licks some blood. She licks some blood off her face so that she glares at her And She says, See what you've done! made me yes. draw You've drawn blood! Okay, yeah, well, Bobbitt, you're up.
1: Bobbit <sighs> well, uh, looks around, looks at the situation where I'm in, sighs a little bit, and goes, Uh Honestly, I didn't really want to use this so soon, but this is going to turn to a war zone anyway. So what the hey? Looks at Mister Stick and goes, "I hope you're paying close attention to this. I want to check this out later." And do I announce the name of the spell now, or do I just go and tell you what it does first? You may read the description
0: first. Hmm. Well, first, before you do I'll that, what happened. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. before you do, before you describe the spell, please, for the sake of the audience and for uh, M1 Kitty and Smithy, mm-hmm. please describe what happened in the off-screen side quest that gave ah, Bobbit this lovely. ability.
1: During our lovely little adventure with uh, Bobbit Bald and a handful of NPCs, we. Uh, came across um, some well, members of what we believe to be a traveling party who's uh, fighting off some undead. They uh, led us to a castle in the hopes of rescuing the remaining members of their party. However, upon arriving there, and after giving away several hints that they were not what they seemed, and after we were smart enough to figure it out, it turns out that they were actually minions, uh, demonic minions, of a, uh, I believe it was called a... A Zemo- babal. Well, who was using the castle as a means to try and capture souls, since due to the Soulmonger and the Death Curse, there are no souls currently running around in the afterlife. Noting what Bobbitt may or may not be, Bobbitt was probably the first person in history to ever strike up a bargain or a parley with these creatures, and for the sake, and in order to trade off letting her and her companions go and a, spell that she really should not have access to at this point uh the correct terminology and i'm putting this out there now just in case anyone else tries to point out anything once her business in the material plane was finished her soul would belong to this Babao. also there was some lovely offside stuff about mr stick and possibly having dealings with this uh, uh master which i believe was beelzebub just oh, there are yep, a lot of yep demon that's correct hell. Does that cover everything? Did I miss anything yep, there?
0: Yep, So now reveal the spell that the babal gave to you.
1: Well, I can reveal the name of the spell. I will detail what this does after I describe how it looks. Uh, this is the 6th level transmutation spell known as Tasha's Otherworldly Guys. So basically, you see Bobbitt basically become, oh there's like an eruption of fire and smoke just around Bobbit, and for a split second nothing happens, and then the flames part, revealing still Bobbit, but very, very different. So her skin is now a hellish red, her hat has somehow transformed into what looks like a very large, wicked, curved horn going over the back of her head, her hair is now jet black and now goes along her, uh, down her, her back. Two large, shadowy, spectral wings erupt out from behind her. Teeth become as fangs, fingers become as claws, and most notably, her eyes become a hellish red. However, there is also a, something that no one's ever seen before since she's had her hat on this entire time. There is a third eye in the middle of her forehead, and surrounding it, a blue mm, triangle brand in her forehead. So, what this lovely spell does is, uttering an incantation, you draw upon the magic of the lower planes, or upper planes, your choice. Duh, this is lower planes. You transform yourself. You gain the following benefits until this spell ends. You're immune to fire and, I believe, oh, sorry, I believe it was fire and necrotic damage from the lower planes. I am immune to the poison condition. Spectral wings appear on my back, giving me a flying speed of 40 feet. I have a plus two bonus to AC. All of your weapon attacks are magical, and when you make a weapon attack, you can use your spellcasting ability modifier instead of strength or dex for the attack and damage rolls, and most fun, I can attack twice instead of once when I take the attack action on my turn. Obviously, ignore this method if you have, like, an extra
0: attack. Which Bobbit does but, not. Uh,
1: yeah, this is a six-level spell Bobbit should not have access to. However, the deal is I only get three uses, and the reason why I asked Mr. Stick to pay attention to it is Mostly due to I will be uh, needing his help on something later. Later, yes. <laughs> so basically yes, Bobbit at this point now just looks like oh, something hum, that drained itself solely out of the depths of hell and just stares at all three of the knights in front of and goes Shall I show you what true conquest is?
3: I approve <laughs> <laughs> I'm not basically. my snakey
1: face. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you. I was gonna say you guys were the next room. You don't even know. what's yeah, going not like even flash see it. of, yeah. Yeah, it's like a but bulb, bulb of light. You guys are yeah. on the I can't floor. This guy be awesome. Hey. You're just going. Huh? I wonder what's going on in that room. Well, actually, you're probably just staring at the uh, broke barrel gun. I'm gonna freaking kill you. Bulbs probably on the floor going. What the fuck am I looking at right now? And I'm a and, snake. Yes, uh,
4: I am a murder chicken currently.
1: Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. The fun part about that spell is, and this is what makes me the happiest, is that technically counts as a bonus action, so yes. I now have two actions on my turn before we go. Yes, go yeah, on, we'll... guys. <laughs> so, Bobbit will basically look at all three, the lovely line of let's see what conquest is, and will just raise a small hand, and all of a sudden out of her arm comes three silver tridents. This is basically devilish hunt, but it's going to look a little bit more menacing now since what's being conjured. And since I have an extra action- one action to cast the spell, but I also have another action to use one, so... I believe Knight 2 is the one that hit me, correct? Yes. So yeah, Bolt will stare directly at him, point a finger, and go, There's one. And, uh, let's see, i d d roll to see if that actually hits. I'm going to
0: assume a 22 hits. A 22 indeed hits! Wonderful. Can I get you to know, make a dex save, please? The knight rolled an 8 on his dex save.
1: Wonderful. Well, he's going to take 8 piercing damage, and that thing is going to lodge itself straight into his flesh. <laughs> tried... Mm-hmm. Intimidation... I was going to yeah. say, random question, can I roll an intimidation save since this I'll random allow person it just this into a demon? Just yeah. this once. I'll it's allow this once. it this once. Go
0: ahead. Roll an intimidation check. For flavor. Uh, 23 for flavour. <laughs> As, Have a nice the silver, as the silver trident flies through the air and plunges into Knight 2, seemingly phasing through his armor. All three knights look at you in fear. Their lower lips begin to tremble. And then one of them looks at one of the others and he says, This isn't what we signed up for. God damn it. Why did we get assigned oh. to the arse end of the swamp? Why couldn't we get to be the ones in the water deep city guard?
1: <laughs> uh, bad luck on your part it seems. Also, that uh, that lovely little harpoon doesn't like face through armor. That thing pierces. Yeah, just straight in, straight so this through dude his just armor. A lovely chunk of, of silver just piercing through him. So um. I guess that's the end
0: of my turn. What else we got? <laughs> it is the enemy's turn. Broken barrel. Struggling under Zinhorn. Uses her movement to attempt an athletics check. And she rolls an 18, breaking free, wrenching Zinhorn off her body and hurling him onto the floor. She then raises her hands and shouts. I was going to civilize this. I was going to civilize this domain and make it my own. She slams her axe into the ground and casts Crusader's Mantle. An aura of spectral energy blows flies out of her body, filling an area, filling a... 30-foot area around her, imbuing herself and all three of her knights with its power. And then she makes an attack on Ava. She rolls a nat 20.
4: And I use my armband of resist to resist crits.
0: To resist the crits. So yes, just normal damage. So that will be... Seven points of bludgeoning damage plus three radiant damage from her crusader's mantle. Yeah. And she will smite you and you take an additional... Uh, six points of necrotic damage.
4: Oh, smite
0: me, oh my. <laughs> <smite> me. <laughs> Someone had to say it. It's now <laughs> the enemy's turn. Knight number one attacks multiple uses a multi-attack on Bobbit with advantage, frightened of this horrible thing in front of him. So wouldn't it be disadvantage? Well, uh, that was for flavor only. So he got three misses and a nat 20. Mm -hmm. So so a miss, so yeah, uh, he got a 13 and a nat 20, basically rolling his multi-attacks with advantage. So you take uh, 22 points of slashing damage.
1: Hmm. Okay, for flavor, Bob's just gonna look at this sword sticking in her and just sort of look at him and goes, Hmm. Interesting. Also, uh, outside of flavoring, I'm gonna need someone to heal me right Yeah. quick. Yeah, well, hurts.
2: now that I'm, I'm not, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, now that I'm not
2: locked next to Yeah. Broken Barrel, I can do some healing.
0: Knight number two makes a multi attack against Sir Lucian, but is unable to strike the tank of a man. And knight number three uses his leadership, uses his leadership action, allowing Broken Barrel to make another attack. Broken Barrel attacks Ava with her great axe. That is a hit, but it's not a nat 20. Ava, you take 5 points of bludgeoning damage. You take 9 points altogether with an additional 4 points of radiant damage. And she will not use a smite this time. Mujarib rushes over to knight number 1. Actually, no, he doesn't. He runs into the room and hurls his hand axe at Broken Barrel, who is his Hunter's Mark enemy, and... Unfortunately, he still can't hit her because he only rolled a oh, 10. Goddamn Karaturian axe, he shouts at the top of his lungs. Aye, it's just like those bloody crossbows I heard of those dwarves across the pond using. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> damn crossbows. Salida reveals herself attacking Knight 3 with her crossbow, hitting him, and dealing with her attack and her sneak attack. 18 points of damage altogether. Veska takes a step back into the room from which... into the next room, and she casts Shatter uh, right outside the front door, hitting Knight uh, two and actually right here, hitting he Knights two and three. They make dex checks. Both of them fail and they take 16 points of lightning damage and hmm. Knight number two screams as hmm. he goes down.
1: Oh yeah, I was going to say that metal in his gut would have
0: conducted all that lightning yeah. damage. That would have sucked for him. It is now Zinhorn's turn. Oh, sorry, no, it's Bulb's yep. it's, it's, bulb uh, turn. Bulb's turn.
2: Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to continue the burning.
0: Yep, of her that heat metal.
2: a bit better, that's
0: 13 damage, and she needs to make a constitution yep. save. she rolled a nat 1 on her con save. <laughs> well, she now needs to use as much time as it takes to take off. Yep. Plate armor. She immediately Jesus. starts She immediately starts Unbuckling her plate armor However It has to be a few turns However yeah. As she raises her arms There is a flash of light And her armor Unclasps from her oh, body she Is
1: yeah. the same goddamn thing as
0: Bloody Narblehead I don't
1: care, that takes off her fucking yeah. armor yeah. And That is true
0: though Start lands, hitting the bitch lands on the (laughs) floor in front of her. She glares at you. She glares at you. And she says, (laughs) By the gods! Remind me to write that accursed Goliath back and tell him this armor is bloody worthless!
1: Oh. no! I see.
2: Okay, uh, and then because I... uh, Movement from prone is just five mm, feet of movement, just isn't it? That makes
4: the Aarakocra killing feel more personal. <laughs>
2: Fair enough. <laughs> um, so I'm going to move to behind Sir Lucian. Yep. And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at a third level on Bobbit. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Cure Wounds is one D8 for each level, so third level is 3D8. Uh, when I find all my D8s. Uh, so that is... Seven. Uh, 15 health. I'll take the... the best, but it's a hit. It's significantly yep. better than where I was at. Yes. Uh, and that is my turns, yes. so it's my Sir and my Lucian
0: action. raises his sword. He looks at Bobbit's demonic form, and then he winks. He turns to Knight 3, and he says... I'll parry you into next week! And he uses parry on Knight 3, who failed to hit him. He rolls a 19, which is just enough to hit. So that will be 6 damage from his weapon, plus an 8 from his superiority die. That is 14 points of damage to Knight 3. Zinhorn, it is your turn.
3: I'm the sneaky snakes. I'm gonna do what sneaky
1: snakes do and constrict.
0: constrict again. Yep. Go ahead. If you do that, she can't get her um, armor back on either. Yes. Uh, that is a twenty. And that 30. is a hit because her AC is now only twelve. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: oh. Well, <laughs> I got rid of her armor for you, buddies! Oh, I may have to disengage so. with nice one here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, and that is... Uh, math, uh, that is... T- 14 plus 4 is 18 points of damage from constriction.
0: Yep, lovely. You wrap your you wrap your form around her now naked body and she begins to gasp for breath as you choke the life out of her. She rolls an eight on her athletics check and cannot escape as she is grappled. Ava, your turn.
4: Is she close to dead?
0: She's looking well, she's definitely looking a lot less fearsome not wearing armour now, so
4: I'm going to first of all um, use a second level cure wounds on myself. Yep. Uh, Where is my d8 there? Okay. So that's 2 d8 plus my spell casting ability modifier. So that's wisdom, yeah? Yep. Plus 4?
0: Yep. Alright, so 2 d8s plus 4. So that is uh six and five. So uh eleven plus four, so plus fifteen. Yep. Fifteen, cool. uh that is a hit uh, roll for damage. It.
4: Oh no, no no oh, yeah, that sorry. was um Oh yeah, you're healing, healing. yep,
0: yeah,
4: yep. Uh now I will use so that was an action, I'll use my offhand oh wait, I'll use my
0: yeah, bonus attack action. Well, you can only use your second attack if you use your first attack, but you oh, okay. can use your offhand, I will use offhand. Yep, go um, ahead, roll to hit with it.
4: Actually seeing she's grappled, I want to take a step back.
0: Yep. Uh, to... No opportunity attack from her because she's grappled.
4: Yep. So back to here. Yep. Roughly. Um, so back a little bit, yep. Uh, and I will shoot her with... Oh wait, I can't shoot her, can I? Fuck. No. Nah. Hey. No, I'm an idiot. Never okay. mind. Go back, and I'll hit her. <laughs> why can't
0: Why can't you shoot her? Because that's a full action. It's not a. Oh yeah, end. that's right. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Yeah, that's it. All right. You I- roll, roll with advantage anyway because she is grappled. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that
4: is a uh, non-natural twenty.
0: Non-natural twenty. That's definitely a hit. Roll your damage and remember your favorite foe you remember your hunter's mark damage too yep uh
4: so that was a six plus four for that one um so that's ten uh plus plus my d4 uh, yep which was a three yep and then plus another the d6
0: which was another six yep you step you take a step closer, you look her in the eye as she struggles. And then you whisper, Die in Arachotra, and plunge your sword into her bare throat. She begins and coughing, spluttering blood, and struggling against Zinhorn's thick snake form. You simply smile as you press the blade deeper, and begin to twist it. She struggles and coughs and continues squirming, until she falls limp, dead at your hands. Good. It is Bobbit's turn.
1: Uh, well, I was going to go and help uh, <laughs> deal with the broken barrel, but uh, it looks like Ava's mama rage dealt with that one, so... It's okay, you've got but these guys that... here. Well, I guess that just leaves me with the pawns, then. Oh, well, I got two actions. I have two harpoons, so... Let's do it. Mm. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, That's a 18 on one and a 25 on the other. Both hit. Wonderful, wonderful. First one's going to take... Eight points of piercing damage. Make a dex save, please. Eight the other points. one, unfortunately, is going a cup of twelve,
0: mm. Mm. and they both fail their they both fail their deck saves with a ten and a so four, they get respectively. So they get skewered and pierced onto the wall. However, that twelve points of damage is enough to kill Knight Three, and your trident pins his lifeless corpse to the wall.
1: Yeah. Sadly, once I've used, I believe, where is Delish Hunt? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, once I've cast all three, the uh, spell does end, though. Yeah. shame, because I was kind of hoping this one got would be dumb enough to pull it out. But uh, it's basically just going to sit there and stare at him as he's, you know, dealing with a lovely massive hole in his chest now.
0: It is now the enemy's turn. Knight number one slashes at Bobbit with his multi-attack. And he misses both times as his blade scra- scrapes against the demonic tarapace of Bobbitt's body but is unable to pierce it. She
1: just sort of tilts her head to the side, just goes, aww.
0: Mujarib rushes forward, brandishing his hand axe. Ah! And now that Knight 1 is flanked, he rolls with advantage to hit, and he nat 20s raising oh, his flat. axe <laughs> and woof, with one fell swoop cutting off night one's head okay the small hut is empty but as the flames burning on the bridge outside begin to subside you see tens scores of knights guards an and acolytes mm-hmm. ready to rush in what is your I idea, have an idea.
4: I, I have an idea as well. I, I want to take the head, a oh. oh, broken barrel. Yep. And throw it on the porch outside.
1: Hey, fun fun fact! Whoa. I had something similar on the idea. Actually, you mind if I take the head for a moment?
4: Okay, sure.
1: I'm I'm, I'm basically doing something You're similar. You're the queen. To- Well, I mean, I do do want to see the idea of Ava coming around the corner with the head going, Hey guys, I have an eye. What the fuck is that thing? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) because Bobbitt's still there in demon form. Yes. I have have a few
0: seconds left, so... Oh, I'll, I'll
4: be like you, young lady.
0: Have some explaining to do Yeah, she says, you have some explaining mm. to do and and Bobbit looks at Avery in a demonic voice, says, give me the head, please.
1: <laughs> you see if it's even possible, just the devote form just sweats slightly at that uh, at that <laughs> statement of explanation, takes the head. Bobbit will... The bridge is still smoldering and on fire, right?
0: Yes. The fire is oh. dying down a bit, but it's, they still can't get through.
1: Wonderful. In that case, uh, Bobbit will take the head and will since she has wings and can do so, we'll start flying outside
0: towards yes, you're the uh, Wings, Your bat-like yeah, well, wings unfurl wing. as you take flight, flying out just, of like, the-
1: Basically up. just hovering just above the uh, the fire and the smoke with the head in hand. I really wish I had- Here's your leader. I, Yeah, I really wish I had Thermatergy to amplify my voice because this would have been awesome. Anyone else have it? Yeah, I was just about to
3: ask
2: Anyone else have it? <laughs> no, have I've not. Really stopped. stopped.
1: Veska? Veska has, has it me. as a cantrip. Can you please cast it to amplify my voice?
0: Veska just looks around, her face wary, and she, she just nods as, says, uh, 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 Okay. And she raises her head <laughs> and pushes <laughs> it through the air, and your voice is amplified.
2: I run up behind Bobbit, and I'm ready in action to cut. To cast burning hands on the bridge at the crescendo of whatever
1: Bobbitt's gonna say.
0: Oh, Ooh, nice. No. No. So when sure she's like, like
1: all
4: the <laughs> yeah,
1: Bobbitt, yeah, we're we're going full full Broadway opening night with this shit. People, places, people. We got a performance to make here. Yeah. And <laughs> Zinorn in snake just comes around pulling the uh, the rest of the body. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Bringing uh, broken bones. I want it. And he just starts consuming it in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I want to
0: mm. remove the priest's head from that. Yes, no. you can do that. You reach up yes. you reach up and lift the trophy off the wall, and you notice a screw on the back of the wooden backing, and you just smash your sword into the wood, snapping it in half, and the screw breaks off, allowing you to remove the head from the trophy backing.
4: Yeah, he will get a proper burial.
0: He mm. will.
1: Oh. Alrighty then, I suppose i best make this performance count. I don't have to <laughs> rest in this form. So basically, Bolt will hover just over the, uh, towards the edge of where the fire is, just in case this runs out before she gets a chance to move back. We'll, uh, fly up high enough that the, uh, horde that's coming across the bridge can see her with the head in hand, look out and just go, Knights of the, you call them the Holy, uh, the, the Metal Order of the Sabaton. Holy... Sabaton. Knights of the Order of the Metal Sabaton.
0: They all look up at you, at first just shouting and brandishing their weapons. Then, as they notice what dangles from your hand, a hushed silence falls over the crowd, and you have their rapt attention.
1: Good, good. Your leader has chosen poorly. She believed her strength would conquer all. She believed this land would be hers. She was wrong. I will grant you one chance to take your order, scatter to the winds, never to return to this place. Do so, and you shall live to see the next dawn. Failure to do so, and you shall answer to your gods as to why you failed. And
0: with that, and and that's when I use my burning hands. Bulb raises his hands and sends out a plume of fire. (sighs) Which blasts away the front of the bridge, and broken, the bridge falls limp, and the people who are gathered on it begin to scream as they scramble for safety. However, only roughly half of them make it; the rest of them scream as they tumble down into the swampy water below. Ah! That red crocodile!
1: Stay <laughs> here. I said, does anyone else, would I have to roll an intimidation or persuasion or something for all of that to see how many of these bastards piss off? Yeah, go ahead, make, a, a th-
0: make an intimidation check with advantage, please.
1: Well, I'd like to think it's with advantage, considering I have ahead of a damn
0: leader, and holy shit, if that isn't a that goddamn 20! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's fine. Bye now. The. Members of the Order who are able to make it to dry land just take one last look at Demon Bobbit grasping Broken Barrel's head. It's at this point that Zinhorn rears back and uses the full strength of his python jaw to hurl Broken Barrel's headless body out of the front door of the hut where it lands in a crumpled heap at the edge of the cliff. At this, they begin to scream and scatter into the, into the Settlement of Promise, scrambling as fast as they can for the ruins of Mezro to get the hell out of here. And as they do, you hear a series of loud splashes as those who weren't able to get off the bridge or are pushed out of the stilted settlements in the, in the, uh, chaos of escape land in the water and shortly after the splashes more screams as the crocodiles that lurk below take their freely given prey. So
1: then as that goes bullet's gonna land and I'm guessing a minute's passed since I cast that. Yes (laughs) (laughs) you can say that. i back down and You know, so like, uh, smoke dissipates as the transformation wears off, and it's just Bobbitt standing there now with the uh, just brushing off
4: the just yeah,
1: just seven (laughs) hands, and just uh goes over to Ava, passes the head back, and goes, "I believe it's yours." And uh, I'm gonna go sit down. That was that was something else.
0: (laughs) I would.
4: I would yep. like to, if I can, gather any resources in this room and give it to my people.
0: Yes, you may make an investigation oh, yeah. check, please.
1: Yeah, I might as well leave the treasure wood while we're in here. Yeah. Snake's oh, in. That, the <laughs>
0: that was an
4: 18 plus. Where's my investigation?
0: Plus 3. 18 plus, plus 3. Plus 3. So, most of the treasures that are scattered throughout the small hut appear to have been taken from Mezro, and you're about to start loading them up, when you notice a small leather-bound book wedged underneath the stone throne. Get it out, and you open it, and flipping through it, you determine that it is Broken Barrel's diary. Most of it appears to be written in... Some sort of Goliath language that you've not seen yeah. before. But as you flip through it, the right... the anyone riding... speak giant? Mm. <coughs> Can anyone speak giant? Mm. Uh, uh, damn it, I was... Unfortunately,
4: kind of... no, I didn't speak no. giant.
0: It's okay. Uh, uh, no, but I only have comprehend language. As,
1: so as you flip through...
0: As you flip through, do you really want to burn a spell slot? Oh, I suppose you could do it as a ritual, huh. but... No, the
1: comprehend language is only for spoken, I believe. Yeah, you can't can't read with
0: it, that's right. As you flip through the book, you notice the handwriting growing more and more chaotic and disjointed. Until, eventually, on the very last page, Broken Barrel's giant has lapsed entirely, and she simply writes in common What curse befalls this city? Any treasure taken from the ruins vanishes into thin air. Very well. (laughs) I shall make it all mine and then I never have to leave. Well,
4: she's never gonna
0: leave now. Ava. Well, She's not gonna be able to come back either. It is at this point, Ava, that you find yourself smiling in spite of yourself. There is a whispered legend amongst your people. They call it Golden Fever. There's a name whispered amongst your people, a story, a rumour that of something that often afflicts travellers in Mesborough. Your people, knowing better than to disturb the ruins of what was once a holy city, have never seen it with their own eyes. But so the legend goes, that all of the treasure within the ruins of Mesros is merely an illusion. An illusion mm-hmm. designed to placate anyone who comes searching for answers as to the whereabouts of the missing inhabitants. Treasure that, when taken outside of the city walls, will vanish into thin air, corrupting all those who, get, who set their gaze upon this event with a merciless lust to spend the rest of their days hoarding more and more until they too perish within the city. And so. Well
4: then we don't want this treasure. <laughs> yeah.
0: We yeah. should probably also let those. I will. I will uh, uh, inform outside. the others of, of this. You also pen. find you also find some scattered notes and reports written by other members of the order. Uh, to Broken Barrel, who was apparently conducting an expedition into Mesro. It seems that, although she initially arrived. Uh, ...searching for treasure under the orders of the Flaming Fist in Boulder's Gate... ...once she realised that her only opposition in the city was a group of Arakokra and hordes of the undead... ...she set her sights on something greater... ...conquering the city and adding all of the treasure within to her personal hoard... ...after all... If she was always if she ruled over the city, she would never have to leave would never have to witness the treasure vanishing. it would be hers for all eternity however
4: get for being a greedy bitch?
0: however, in addition to this, she does express that one of her priorities is to discover the true fate of the citizens of Mesro. What happened to them, and where they are? Because where they are, she reasons, so too would be the real treasure of the city, and she would mm-hmm. conquer all of it in the name of her tribe's mm-hmm. ancestral god, Anam, the All Father, Creator of the Giants. She's hears that part, just kind of goes,
1: ah. After hearing that, I'm kind of sad I didn't get to take a shot at her myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amongst the scattered notes is a map of the ruins of Mesro. places that Broken Barrel has sent patrols to search for clues that would help her divine the fate of the city. Most of her expeditions have turned up nothing more than empty buildings, tales of monsters and despair, and yet more illusionary treasure, except for one place that has yet to be searched, circled on the map in red ink, the Temple of Ubtown. Yeah. Thus concludes this week's session. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. S- Snake Zinhorn just goes over to where uh, Bobbitt is sitting down and just curls up around her.
1: <laughs> Yay, <laughs> <Aww>. pet- <laughs> Mildly exhausted bothered pet the snake. You she each... Will... I... Yep. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, she, will, she will go ahead and explain what happens, but we can leave that conversation for next week. Ava yep. is
4: a bit emotionally raw.
1: Hence you... why I gave you the head so you can do what you wish with that.
0: You each uh, receive an inspiration point. Ava, you may set your inspiration points total to three. What? I'm giving you max inspiration. Damn! Um, because that was some very cool role-playing. Um, and in addition, as you have expelled the Order of the Metal Sabatons from promise, you may take mm-hmm. a long rest in what remains hey, of Broken Barrel's house.
1: Yeah. Yay! Thank God!
0: Before you resume your travel, before you resume your expedition into the city. Oh. Oh thank God! But that will take place next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on this late but oh so deserved session of <laughs> D&D. This yes, will be our that. this will be our final live stream on YouTube, as we have been, we are getting Twitch affiliate status, and so from now on, our live sessions will only be streamed on Twitch. So if you want to watch us live. Feel free to jump over to Twitch and join the cool kids there. But don't worry, all of our streams will still come to YouTube afterwards and you'll be able to watch them uh, pre recorded. So, uh, yes, once again, thank you to everyone who came and watched. Thank you to our new uh, Twitch follower, uh, Eva Leon Fangirl31, who says, Greetings from Iceland. So, greetings oh, nice. from Australia Iceland happens to be one of my uh, one of the countries I am most fascinated in, would like to visit one day because mm. I love the Iceland mm. I love um Icelandic folk music so yes, I, I uh, use that
3: magic, does that
0: count? <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to thank Bogarticus for following and thank you and hello and thank you to Ivy who just dropped by to greet us all Sorry, we didn't get a chance to chat, Ivy. But uh, I'll be back tomorrow with some Resident Evil. Hopefully, you'll tune in yeah. then, and we can uh, we can have a nice conversation with each other. So, uh, until next time, everyone. When you have that feeling that you just might be a murder murder hobo, and maybe you should roleplay play this out. Toss caution to the wind because it may lead to a really awesome scene. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, everyone. Also, don't insult birds. Don't yeah. insult yeah. birds, yeah. Don't fuck with the birds,
1: birds are awesome. Dan. Don't. It's
0: nice to come out you. <laughs> don't fuck with birds.